Jim Rock. Jimmy Juice Podcast, man. Let's go, let's go. Fee, best in the world, that what he do, know what I'm talking about. Ryan Rock, born and raised in the age time. Houston, Texas. Know what I'm saying? I got my feet up, uh, cut them haters off, I taught them beat it, I don't need some. Spend 50 racks in cash, but it's all good, I got my visa. This rolling got on staring at me like the Mona Lisa. My ghetto, nine cases, I beat it like a creature. She always like my sneakers, these joy and five pink aces. Let's go, I'm knocking them down, baby, back in the room. You really the one, they already know. Put on all my tanks, go put on the show. No jeans, with my juice. Calling the beans, addicts to ends. Get back in on whatever I do. We get it in on the day. I get it rocking like this with the A. We get it ten toe down on the pay. What's up? We about to see what they say. Rockin' gym, vipin' now bitches uh, that shit was fire man. that shit was fire dog. i like the song i like the video i like how the video ended <laughs> that shit was fire man yeah shout out yes. to the us uh, shout out to my guys major league parties who um who did the intro for me we appreciate that man yeah that song is fire dog i like it i like it a lot <laughs> It is uh, a yeah. that's not Young Dolph singing that for us though. Man. He didn't record <laughs> that. It's his boy. That's Figgy's boy. Did that for us. And yeah, that's fire, man. Great yeah. beat, dope. Song. I liked everything about it. Yeah. Man. That was a dope intro. I feel like we were legit now. We ain't coming in dry no more. I know. I know. We gonna um, shoot. We gonna we still. I still want us to do a, a music video for for that though. Yeah. We, I kind of feel we, bad. We ain't we ain't even in the video, but. <laughs> this this gonna ride we'll for right now, out, man. We'll get some. Yeah, this gonna ride for right now. If y'all shoot some good videos, hit me up. Let me know, and maybe yeah. we can work out something. Yeah, yeah, we'll get some cooking. Yes, welcome back to Jenna Juice Podcast. I know it's been a little bit. Got a lot to catch up on, a lot to uh, uh, discuss and break down with y'all as always. And I'm, of course, joined by the producer of the year over here. Yeah. My boy, Piggy, I got it. Yeah. Piggy here we go. the producer of the year. We told you all about that award ceremony going yeah. on. I think he was going to be there. He won the award, man. So. Yeah. yeah. Everybody give us a Piggy. Clap where you at home. Whatever you listen, man. Clap for Piggy. Clap yeah. for Piggy. Yeah, hit that, hit that subscribe button if you if you haven't already. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so how was that event, man? How was it? The event was actually pretty cool. It was the same day as the NFL draft, and we'll get into all that craziness yeah, later on. But but um it was a really good event, man. It was a good vibe. Um shout out to um 
my girl Teddy, who was, uh, she was on the ones and twos for the, uh, I guess the, uh, I don't want to call it the pregame, but I guess the cocktail hour. She got a dope podcast called Teddy Tuesday. So uh, shout out to her. I seen her out there. She act, she actually recognized me. So I'm like, hey. dang. Because um, I went out to her podcast. So she do live podcasts. And so I went out there and I met her and all that stuff. And she actually remembered me. I'm like, dang, that's crazy. She actually went up to me. So uh, shout out to her. But the whole event was pretty cool, man. Um, I, um, I met G-Man. Who who was the host for um, ninety seven nine the box, and um, he actually knew who I was. It's crazy. He said he be, mm. he said I, I don't know if I should be saying this on there, but he said he be checking out you know sports radio six ten before he go to work <laughs> on his way to hey. work. So um, yeah, he said he like what we do and all that stuff. So it was pretty cool, man. It was a really good event, man. He won an award as well. I won an award. A couple other people from here won an award. And um, yeah, man, it was a it was a really good time, man. I, I I'm glad I won. I was kind of nervous going because I was thinking like I ain't gonna win, mm-hmm. but um, yeah, I ended up winning, man. So it was That's a dope, man. it was it was an honor. <laughs> it was an honor to be it was an honor to be nominated to be honest, mm-hmm. but uh, to win that was that was huge. See, now you got an attitude, man. Now next time you gotta be like a Grammy. Not, the first year Grammy winner. Is nominated a Grammy. Somebody is nominated for a Grammy. They're just excited to be nominated. Yeah. Years after that, they get upset when they don't win. <laughs> yeah. So now you got to be like that dude, man. You got to be upset when you don't win. Like, what the fuck? I know I'm the best producer out here. Yeah, yeah. Now so. next year, I got to win every year now. Yeah. Because somebody else wins. I'm like, what, what did they do that I don't do? Like, I I be out here all the time. What did they be? Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, now, shout, congratulations! Yeah, man. shout out really to the shout you. out to the Media Alliance of Houston uh, Awards. They did that thing, and I appreciate the the little trophy back there, man. Yeah, what was your acceptance speech, man? I couldn't hear the whole thing when uh on the recording. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it was very short, man. So it was about ten seconds or less because everybody out there was doing a real short speech. And, you know, I didn't want to be the one that pull out the phone and be like, yeah, I want to thank God. I want to thank this. I want to thank, you know, I didn't want to do all that. So I wanted to keep the show moving because it was it was kind of a long night anyway. So I, I got up there. I'm like, first of all, shout out to the Houston Texans because this was right around the time they were, you know, doing all that stuff during the draft. And I said, shout out to the Houston Texans. They doing their thing right now. <laughs> Everybody started cheering and then... You know, I thank the Odyssey family and all that stuff for having my back. And I told her, I said, everybody here looking nice, and thank you. <laughs> and that's all I got. Now, that's dope, man. Yeah, we see Nick on Facebook says, congratulations on the award. Junk <laughs> says, uh, Figgy says, yesterday's price ain't today's price. You're damn no, right, yeah, man. Yeah. <laughs> ain't no free favors Let going me, around no more, I'm, man. I'm, I'm going to put Figgy's booking at gmail.com in my bio <laughs> next. <laughs> Hey, y'all want to hit him up, talk to his agent, okay? Yeah. Biggie, Biggie ain't just around to talk to no more, okay? You got to go through his agent. I know. I um, <laughs> Yeah, don't nobody know, but I had my agent hit up Rocket to make sure we was doing a podcast. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. I had, to go through, I had to go through the proper channels as well. Like, hi, is this Ryan Rocket? <laughs> this is Figgy's agent. 
And I just want to make sure we are on time, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I had to go. I had to go through the channels too, man. It's think it unchanged, man. Think it unchanged. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's very, very glad for you, man. Congratulations again, and yeah, yeah it's really dope that uh that they uh gave you that award, man, because you really deserve it. Thank you, man. So, I appreciate that. Also, I got to give you your flowers too, man. It was your birthday weekend last week, man. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah. happy birthday. Yeah, happy birthday, man. Thank you, man. Thank you. I'm turned the big three six mafia. I, I know, man. Yo, you thir- uh 36? Yeah. Oh man, I told somebody you was 35. I thought you was I, no, I, no, I, I told you short. I probably said I was 34 by accident <laughs> years a, a month ago. Man. But yeah, I turned 36, man. So okay. yeah, I had a good time. Just took the lady out to uh Golden Nugget Casino. Just had a little nice little weekend, man. It was cool. Uh, I was trying to watch the fight. I was pissed because they didn't have the fight anywhere. I was trying oh, to watch really? the Javante Davis and Ryan uh, Garcia. Yeah. And, like, they had, like, a big sports bar, the DraftKings sports bar. I figured they would have the fight there, man, but they didn't. Yeah. They that's... had NBA games. We just watched NBA games. I think Astros are playing, too. I did that on the big screen. Okay. But, um, yeah, they, the fight wasn't playing, man. I was trying to get a bootleg stream on my phone, and it wasn't working oh, right. So man. I fucking missed the fight. Damn. But um, I heard it was a good fight, too. <laughs> it looked pretty good, man. I, I knew Javante was going to win, though. I Ryan think, Garcia is just too young. Yeah, like, I felt like everybody years old. I felt like everybody knew he was going to win, though. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, people buying the hype. Plus, you know, like, it becomes a race war. Yes. So all the Hispanics done talked themselves into thinking that Ryan <laughs> Garcia had a chance. Yes. No, <laughs> that's that's one thing we ain't seen in a long time because you don't really see a lot of white boxers like that. Yeah. So um the black boxer versus the Hispanic boxers is like, oh shit. Like that's a throwback to the Floyd Mayweather days, man. Yes. Floyd Mayweather used to fight a a Mexican fighter every Cinco de Mayo. <laughs> <laughs> and they would be so fucking mad when he won, man. <laughs> But that was all strategy and marketing. But yeah, yeah, I hate that I missed it, but it, it seemed like it was an alright fight. It was a cool fight. So yeah, <laughs> uh, drunk said I picked Ryan, so I just argued with everybody all week. <laughs> yeah, that was yeah. everybody I knew was going with um, um, Davis. So you know, unless I was talking to an Hispanic, we got a lot of Hispanics down here. Yeah. So that's the only time I would you know see somebody entertain the thought of um, Ryan Garcia. Yeah, but. I mean, he's just too... He's 24 years old, man. Like, he's just getting started. He's just too young. Um, I think people saw them match up and how bigger... Like, Ryan Garcia is bigger than Javante Davis. So, I think people saw that and was like, nah, Javante ain't got a chance. But yeah. nah, he's too young, man. He ain't got the, the skill set that, yet. That, yeah, that stuff matter, man. Like, you yeah. can't just look at somebody being bigger and be like, oh, he got it. Mm-hmm. Man, that stuff matter. <laughs> uh, that The experience and all that. So... Yeah, I, th- I think I think he'll learn from this though. Just keep. Oh, he will, keep going. man. And I hate that because they're both undefeated. And I've been watching some uh, boxer YouTube videos lately about how there's so many undefeated boxers, and how once they take a L, it's like they're never the same. Like people stop putting them on the big cards, and I hate that, man. It's like not everybody gonna be Floyd Mayweather, man. Okay, not everybody should be able to go fifty and zero. And Floyd fought everybody. You know, he fought the the biggest names that were out there. Yeah. I don't like the idea that people are being undefeated by beating up scrubs. Yeah, they kind of pick and choose. each other. Yeah. 
and the like super certain super fights like uh, Spence and Crawford, lot this shit's not happening like it should because people are ducking one another. I, I hate that, man. So yeah, I just hope that people make the big fights more often. And yeah, they stop being scared to put their record on the line. So do do you feel like Floyd Mayweather had a uh kind of uh I guess a say so in that or why it is the way it is now? Because like right now, I feel like he wasn't really ducking people. But yeah. back then, I thought he was. Back then, I thought he would try to pick and choose so he could stay undefeated. So uh, do you feel like people just trying to use the Floyd blueprint a little bit to try to go undefeated and just be undefeated and not be scared to take a risk? I think so. I think they're scared that if they take an L, it's going to hurt their earning potential. You know, like we never saw Floyd take an L. So we never know how he would have bounced back after yeah. a loss. Yeah. So I think when you build up a fighter and you say this fighter is 32-0 and 0 or whatever, it people get attached to that O. Yeah. You know? And then so they're scared to take a risk and take a loss and then see, like, maybe they don't get that, that big money that they used to anymore. Yeah. So it's unfortunate, man. That's just how boxing is. But it's... Hopefully things start changing. I think this this fight did a huge numbers, man. Yeah. So uh, hopefully it changed the mentality and we see more uh, big name fights in the future. But yeah, it was a uh, uh, and drunk says Floyd definitely made it popular because even Tyson took an L and was still the biggest draw. Yeah, Tyson took a few. Yeah, man, but he was definitely still people still want people to watch scared, the Tyson fight. Yeah, and people were still kind of scared of uh, Mike Tyson. So it wasn't yeah. like, a, you know, he took that L and that was it for his career. Yeah. He was still getting fights and all that stuff. I think uh, Ali and Liston was undefeated back in the day. And then, of course, Ali took L's along the way, but he bounced back and he made more money off of that. So, yeah. Yeah. I don't know, man. It's just hopefully the mentality changes and people start taking more risks. Because we do want to see the big fights. And it takes too long for them to happen. Yeah. So we'll see. Um, but anyway, I guess we'll just start off getting into some of the biggest headlines right now, man. Um, let's talk about the uh, the Texans draft, the NFL draft, everything <laughs> that went on in between. Um, of course, the Texans had a big draft party at a Miller, Miller Outdoor Theater. Um, they had special guests Zero, Lil Kiki, Slim Thug, Paul Wall, uh, Bun B was there as well. Um. Uh, uh, now, are you surprised that post Deshaun Watson, the Texans are still keeping the hip hop motif going? Because part <laughs> of me thought that once he left, they'd be back on like the old school Texans shit. So I actually am happy to see them still embrace the hip hop community in the city. Yeah. Were you a little surprised that they got Zero out there for the uh, the draft party? I was surprised because it was Zero. Because that's, you know, as much as Zero is a legend here, that's kind of in the sticks when it comes to, like, you know, uh, an NFL team that's, you know, bringing on people. Because usually the go-to is Paul Wall, Slim Thug, you know, people like that. But I feel like Zero is kind of, you know, I don't want to call him the underground artist out of all of them, but he wasn't he wasn't the flashy one. So um, I was surprised at that. But um, I feel like the Houston Texans, they kind of lean it. Like, I, so I, I talked to the marketing guy there. Uh, shout out to Doug. And I could tell he trying to, 
lean in more towards the, you know, the city and the younger crowd. And I think this is like step one to leaning in into the city because that's the one thing um, I felt that kind of disconnected the Texans from the city was they never had anybody like, you know, a Slim Thug, Paul Wall, do a halftime show or, you know, people like that. And now they're embracing the city. They, you know, <laughs> they they bringing out the slaps, which, you know, I don't think ever happened <laughs> during, you know, the whole, you know, franchise history. So um, I think it's going to get, I think it's going to be here to stay. I don't, I don't think it's a thing where they just kind of doing it because we got a black quarterback. But, um, yeah, I think it's, I think it's smart, man. I, 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 for us, to me, it seemed, you know, you might think it's a little low-hanging fruit, just bring out somebody from the city and people going to support it. But right now, where the, where the team is, not currently, but just, you know, in general, being a bad team, you need all the low-hanging fruit you could get. <laughs> so, so if you could get people to come out to the games because, you know, uh, Slim Thug performing, like, you got to get that right now, man. Because, you know, as much as, uh, uh, you know, even even throughout all the sellouts of the Houston Texans, it's to me it seemed like it was still kind of a disconnect from the city. And um, I don't know, man. I think I think I like the direction they're going in right now as far as that, trying to, you know, just get that connection back to the city. Yeah, I agree. Um, Drunk says, nationally, you got to really be in tune to know zero out of all of them. Yeah, I agree, man. And that's why it kind of yeah. surprised me. Yeah, you know, Trey that's... is one thing. I think everybody knows Trey in yeah. the city more so because of his humanitarian efforts and like the Hurricane Harvey rescue efforts and things like that, more so than the music. But <laughs> Zero, he don't do none of that. So you only have to know the music with Zero to know who Zero is. Yeah, and... because I didn't really know who Zero was like that um, until I moved here. Like I, after I heard a few stuff, I'm like, okay. Like I, I kind of remember that, but it, it zero didn't go all the way to Cleveland, <laughs> to be honest. Yeah. So you know, I wasn't really familiar with zero, but but that's strictly a Houston thing. So to you know, and you know, see all the respect he gets, I think it's dope that the Houston Texans invited him in and took a picture with a, a Texan player wearing number zero. <laughs> so <laughs> I just yeah. I, I just think stuff like that is cool because they you know. Look, man, they had a theme song from somebody who's who's a Titans fan, man. <laughs> What's his name? Uh, Travis Walker. What's yeah, Clay, Wa- Clay, Walker. Clay Walker. I say, yeah, yeah, Clay Walker. Yeah, like the dude don't even like the Texans like that, man. He's a he's a um, Tennessee Titans fan. So it's like, why is we pumping this song? Up? Let's you know, let's get our own song. <laughs> let's get people that actually support the team some love. So. I think they're doing a good job with that right now, and they're probably going to do more, to be honest. I think so, too. I just thought it was surprising since um, they linked up with Trey earlier on as well. I remember Trey was like the game day ambassador of one yeah. of the later games last year. The, the, the week, right the week like before. Zero. This was the week before the fight, I think, or a couple I days before. I thought it was after. No, no I, it was before because remember, he was on the pregame show with um, – uh, Payne and Pendergast, mm-hmm. and then right after that, that's when the incident happened, and I ended up telling them about it. 
They're like, oh, that was right after he hopped on with us. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so, so I'm surprised that uh, maybe they maybe they picked a side in the Trey versus Zero, and they're they yeah. riding with Mo City Dawn. Oh, uh, that knows? would be it. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> and what up, Ernesto? See you in the YouTube comments as well, man. What's going on, dog? Um, so, yeah, they had a big, big draft party in the Miller Outdoor Theater, and uh, the Texans arguably had the biggest – most surprising drafts so far. Um, of course, Bryce Young went number one overall to the Panthers. No surprise there. Texans at the number two pick. Um, they picked C.J. Stroud, quarterback from Ohio State. They trade up to get three. And they pick Will Anderson, the outside linebacker from Alabama, which uh, shocked and surprised everybody to get that number three pick. They gave up a number one next year. I think a number two as well, but they still have the Cleveland Browns pick for next year. So yeah, they gave they still up. Still should have a first round draft yeah, pick. Yeah, so they gave up the number twelve. They was originally at number twelve. They yeah. swapped that to move up to three, and they gave up their second round pick in this year's draft, and they gave up their own first round pick for next year. So they still got uh, the Cleveland pick. Yeah. So hopefully, hey, no, no offense, Figgy, but I hope I, uh, <laughs> I hope Deshaun does terrible. Yeah, I, th I think I don't we need think a high pick. I don't think that's an unpopular opinion around here. <laughs> um, so Figgy, what are your thoughts about this? I know there's been, I know you're probably tired of draft talk because I know y'all been talking nonstop I'm, about this draft. No, I'm y'all yeah. mock drafts and shit. Can y'all finally throw them shits away now? All the, yeah. the arguing on Texans Twitter. <laughs> Enough now. The picks are in. Uh, so what are your thoughts in general about the uh, these two picks, man? Um, I thought it was good. I I ain't gonna lie. I did not expect this, and this is probably the first time in history where I had no idea what the um, second pick was gonna be, because usually you kind of have an idea what somebody gonna get, but this was all over the place, man. Because clearly they need a quarterback, and you had a lot of talk saying how you know they might pass up on the quarterback to get Will Anderson or some type of defensive player. And I'm just like, man, like, that's crazy. Like, we are the day of, and we have no idea what they're doing. <laughs> and so um, it wasn't until – so I was, I was watching the draft when I was at the ceremony thing. And, um, you know, I was actually shocked they got C.J. Stroud because it seemed like – I don't know, maybe the media has something to do with it, but it seemed like his stock kind of went down. Yeah. And um, them damn weak-ass test scores or whatever he took – the it's test a, scores, the conspiracy the S, theories about him being a Muluguetta client yeah, yeah, well, that, all that stuff. Yep, yeah, that and the S2 scores and all that stuff was super low. And, um, yeah, man, I thought I I thought they weren't going to get him. I, so I, that was very unfortunate because I thought he – I think he would be good. So I was – I just didn't understand them passing up on him and, you know, what the, what the hell they going to do at, quarter, at the quarterback position. But – when they got him, I was surprised, but I was happy. I was good with it. And then, I, you know, I put my phone down. I was looking around. And then I'm like, shit, let me see what the coach's going to do. <laughs> like, I, let me see what quarterback they're going to get. And all of a sudden, that pick three, it, the, the Texans were still on the clock. I'm like, what? I'm like, wait, what? Is this mm -hmm. real? <laughs> and so I saw the crowd going crazy on the phone. I'm like, What? So um, I was shocked. So the first, it was a couple of us, you know, sitting there keeping in, um, keeping in check with the draft at the event. And 
they, they was like, what did we give up? What did we give up? <laughs> because that's a long <laughs> space. That's a long jump. And um, once we found out they got Will Anderson and then we found out the details of the pick, I I, I actually was okay with it, man. I was, I was fine with it, man. You got all these picks from the Deshaun Watson trade. And, you know, it, it, that's, that's the one thing that was irritating me all week and last week and the week after that. People sitting there saying, oh, no, just trade back and get more picks. Trade back. And, like, what are you trying to do with these picks, man? Like, you're trying to get better. And clearly this one did not – it didn't – it wasn't like the Cleveland Browns trade where they just threw everything in and they don't have any picks. Like, you still got to pick next year. So, I felt like this was good, man. You got two of the – probably the top five players in the in the draft right now. So, like, I, I thought that was pretty good. And um, I'm, I'm good with it, man. I see people still complaining and talking about that was way too much. No, if Look, we was either going to get one or the other. Because who is going to get at 12? So I'm good with getting both of the guys that we were fighting over for the number two spot. And um, I thought it was a good move, man. I think they needed to do something like this. This is why you got all those draft picks to jump up and and make a move like this. We never seen anything like this before. So shout out to the Houston Texans. Yeah, yeah. Like, look, they got a quarterback. That's all I asked for, man. <laughs> Everything else is icing on the cake. That was my main ask that they get a new quarterback. Uh, Drunk says, how y'all feel about Texans sacrificing their first round next year for Will Anderson, which we all know will be high. I mean, there are theories around that. There are theories that they really sacrificed for C.J. Stroud. Yeah. The one they wanted was Will Anderson all along. So it didn't, it didn't really matter what order they got picked. Yeah, they, I, th- I think uh, that's I think that's what it was, man. Because if you look at it, it was more like a game of chess, to be honest. Yeah. So, like, let's say the Texans did get Will Anderson that too. Then the Tennessee Titans, I, it was rumors that they was trying to get that number three pick so they could get a quarterback. Mm-hmm. And if they if it would have went like that, then it would have been a bidding war, and the price would have been way higher than what it was. So that's why the Houston Texans had to take C.J. Stroud at two. And now Arizona, that price had to come down because, you know, ain't nobody trading up, uh, trading a lot to get uh, Richardson or, you know, Will Levis or whatever. Yeah. So, Speaking of Will Levis, he finally got drafted today. He went to the Titans, so in yeah. a division. Yeah, so. <laughs> so it should be pretty interesting. Yeah. But, but yeah, that's the reason why um, – so I wouldn't look at it as they paid that much for uh, Will Anderson. I think it's more. I think it's more game of chess. Yeah. So we're gonna get our quarterback right now, and then we're gonna make this trade with the the Cardinals at a lower price, and then you know get Will Anderson. So it was pretty much a two for one. And as far as sacrificing the pick, look, I don't like planning that you're gonna be high in the draft next year already. Man. Okay. That was driving me nuts, man. (laughs) I'm getting sick of that, man. Like, look, they already have, they're going to have a first round pick with the Cleveland Browns, who I still don't think are going to be very good next year. Like, let's do all we can to be good now. Did y'all, y'all, look, some of (laughs) y'all probably had to, were fortunate enough to be able to just tune out the Texans. Me and Figgy had to work these fucking games, man. Okay. I feel bad for you. You had to sit there and listen to it. I had to listen and watch every single 
game last year, man, of that pathetic <laughs> run. And uh, you had to talk about these games every single week after they happen, man. So, look, so for some of us, we just want to see better football, okay? I don't want to start planning for drafts two, three, four years or next year. It's just it, it, <laughs> we're going to be bad this year. Yeah. No, let's – this division is wide. I don't care what you say, man. It, this division is wide open to me. I agree. Okay? Nobody's really good in this division, okay? Yeah. The Texans still have a chance to take it. Mm-hmm. And we'll see where it goes. But I don't care about the pick, man. Let's just get as good of a team as we can field uh, uh, and get them started and get them ready. We're not going to get Caleb, man, okay? It's not going to happen. <laughs> so everybody just lay off of that. We're, yeah. We already got our quarterback. Let's just move forward, man. Yeah, that's the one thing that was driving me nuts because, um, you know, all throughout the week, a lot of people wasn't sold on C.J. Stroud or any other quarterbacks outside of Bryce. And they was just like, man, just, you know, don't worry about quarterback this year. Next year, you got all this, all these picks, and you could just go up and get Caleb Williams. And my thing is, I'm like, first of all, how you know you're going to be that high up or you're you going to be that close to getting him? And even if that was the case, say, say for instance, you, you know, you at 10 or something and you got all these draft picks. When if it's the Washington football team that they got the number one overall pick, you think they going, like, as bad as they need a quarterback, you think they going to trade out of that? <laughs> no, they're going to take Caleb Williams. And when if it's somebody else, another team that desperately need a quarterback at two? No, they not about to trade with you. Like, like you can shove all them picks up your ass. I'm they getting the quarterback. So my thing I just I just didn't like the plan of planning for the un, un, un the unknown. Yeah. Like like address your needs right now. Yeah. So, they, look, the, ultimately they need people to show up at games, man. They need something to energize its fan base after last year. The Nico Ryan's helped a lot. That only goes so far. We needed a quarterback. We needed to bolster defense and they got both of those in the first round. So there you go, man. Um, Troy says, y'all think them S2 boys hoping C.J. Stroud fails would validate their test? Man, don't. I think we've already realized that these so-called smart players don't really mean shit. Because I remember yeah. Ryan Fitzpatrick was what a guy they said was really smart. He went to Harvard. <laughs> he went to Harvard. I think he got some really high test scores. And he's like a backup at best in the NFL. Okay. So I think Davis Mills went to Stanford. Overinflated, man. Who cares? It, I only care about how you play football, honestly. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. Like, I don't even know anything about that test. But man, I just, I don't know. I just, I just hate that, man. Because, uh, it, it's just like what, like you got to get on the field. Like, I don't care what you say. You just got to get on the field. Like, I want to, mm-hmm. like, as a coach, I want to know if you. I mean, how quick you can learn, you know, can you fit in this system and let's let's see what you can do type thing. Like, I, I, just, I, I just can't look at a score and be like, nah, you know, forget the tape, forget all of that stuff. Yeah. Nah, he got low score. Nah, let's, let's pass on him. I just, I don't know. I just can't, I can't get with that. Yeah, I don't give a shit, man. And it's, pro- just, it's I, probably I gonna get on it's probably gonna get worse. To be honest, uh, people probably gonna start taking this test way more serious, and people's stocks probably gonna fall because of it, which kind of suck. But I don't know, man. That's why you got a scouting department, man. You you scout yeah. these players all year, 
So if that's the case, you might as well get rid of your scouting department and just focus players on the damn test. Players should boycott the test. I saw people were talking about how the NFL players should boycott the combine because all it does is give people an excuse to put somebody's stock lower. And they should boycott the S2 test or whatever the fuck, man. Like, who gives a shit? They already went to college, most of them. Yeah. So if their grades are okay, even if they took some bullshit classes, who cares, man? Like, yeah. no, we, we, this... What did uh? What was that dude? Uh, the uh, I think he Ohio quarterback said we ain't here to play. We ain't here to play school. You here to play football? <laughs> I forget who said that, but uh, mm. he's out the league now. Uh. But uh, <laughs> um, uh, th- like I don't care about that shit, man. And and, and look, they when this is my problem with draft coverage, like it goes on so long, and every day there needs to be a new headline. Yeah. Every day, there's like somebody's stock is way up. Remember, Will Levis was supposed to go number two last week. Will Levis was like the odds favorite number two pick overall, and he went thirty third. Yeah, <laughs> you didn't even go in the first round. Man. Left him in the green room, man. Oh, are you talking? You must be talking about Cardale Jones. Cardale Jones, yeah, Cardale Jones. Oh, yeah, goodness, he said Cardale Jones. <laughs> Cardale Jones, man. Yeah, that was him. He said we ain't here to play school. We're here to play football. Yeah, and so, if you look uh, at somebody like that too, because he he grew up in Cleveland, so he played for my uh, uh, the rival high school of mine. Yeah, and um, and if you know the history, uh, you know you know about Ted Ginn Senior, who um who have uh, who's the father of, uh, Ted Ginn Junior. He have his own little charter school and stuff, and it's strictly for players like that that are super talented, but. You know, school kind of hold them back a little bit. <laughs> so they go there, they focus on sports and all that stuff, and um, they get they drive right to Ohio State. They go right to Ohio State, man, and play. Yeah. So, <laughs> I mean, he wasn't, he wasn't that good. He was kind of a weird type of athlete because he was so big. But, um, and he, he ain't last at all. But, yeah, I... I don't know, man. Like, I, I, I think he got a point. <laughs> Even though he wasn't good, but he got a point. Like, people there to play football, man. Breaking news, the uh, Texans have traded up to pick 62. Oh, shoot. Who they get? So, yeah, I don't know who they're getting yet. Pick's not in, but they have traded up. So, going to get somebody in this round. <laughs> um, we'll keep you all updated. I'm sure you already got your updates on your phone anyway. But, <laughs> um, yeah, a lot going on in draft still, man. Um, Drunk says Caleb Williams is the NFL version of Victor Wimbaya. Yeah, he pretty much is, man. <laughs> yeah. That's a consensus. They're going to be tank for Caleb's going to be the thing next year. Tank for yeah. Caleb. Yeah. So we'll see who gets him. And he also says, I think the Giants asked Deion Sanders to take a test, and he said, nah, I'm going to be gone for y'all pick. <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Deion wouldn't even watch film, man. You know, he wasn't going to take no damn test. So, uh, yeah, but anyway, I'm I'm personally happy. I, I think most Texans fans are happy now, except for the ones who are just perennially just find something to complain about. Yeah, like look, we have a reason to watch games next year, man. That's all I wanted. Okay, <laughs> there was some dark days these past two seasons where you just these Davis Mills, the Davis Mills era was dark. Okay, I'm ready <laughs> to see the light, some yeah. kind of light. By the man. way, he went to Stanford too. So ain't people going to Stanford kind of smart? <laughs> yeah, supposedly. Yeah. So what did that give us? <laughs> the Texans get their pick in. Oh, they got they a get? center. They get. They got juice. Juice scrubs. Where are you from? 
Uh, I don't even know. Yeah, but they needed a center, so. There you that's go. A, that's there a good go. thing. Yep. My timeline all fucked up, man. I can't even see the fucking latest updates. Yeah. So they okay, traded okay. up. To, okay. All right. All right. All right. That's I, what they I, needed, I man. I, I was digging juice grub. Yeah, I was talking about it on the radio. I'm like, I know they ain't the sexiest position, but they they need a center. Me, man. Yeah, they ain't really addressed the center position People, like that. He's the, from uh, Penn State, by the way. Penn, okay. <laughs> So, okay, okay, yeah. okay, okay, I like it. I can dig it. I can dig it. <laughs> I need John Harris to break it down for me, man. Yeah. Because I don't did know you... any of these players. I know right now he's a fucking breaking down every play this dude has done. Did, did you see the, vid- <laughs> did you see the video of him so celebrating when they got uh, traded up for num- to number three? No, nah, I got to see it, man. Uh, I missed it. Let me try to find it. <laughs> <laughs> man, this dude was so happy, man. I oh, felt happy man. for him. <laughs> yeah, no. I feel, I, I, Doug, as somebody who works with them, I'm happy that, because I know they've been going through it as well. Having yeah. <laughs> hype up this team as, as poorly as they performed lately. Yeah. Finally to have an upside. Finally to have, like, something to look forward to. Yeah. The future of this team. <laughs> I'm happy for them, man. So. Yeah. But, yeah, I, I know he was losing this shit. I'm not surprised. <laughs> <laughs> hey, shoot. Let me see. Let me see. I see him, with, uh, his reaction to the number two pick. Because I, it's funny because I think they had no clue about that either. No, I don't think so, man. Yeah, so I think they like, felt better that it was a quarterback. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And I think, here's the thing, man. There would have been a mutiny if the Texans didn't take a quarterback a, a, in the first round. Yeah. Okay, because we got who on our roster right now? We got fucking uh, Dave, Case Keenum. Case Keenum, Davis, Davis Mills, Mills and, and somebody named You can't get EJ excited Kerr. for us. I don't care who else you got at every position. You can't get excited for NFL season. Having Case Keenum and Davis Mills under center. Yeah. Okay. So they needed a quarterback, man. So if they didn't take one, there would have been a mutiny. Yeah. But that was the the ongoing rumor is that the Texans might not take a quarterback at number two. Oh national media was like, why the fuck would you not? Yeah. So, yeah, man. Yeah. All right. Let me see if I, I think this is it. Hold on. Yeah. Uh, let me see how this going to It was a nice size audience out there too. I saw man, a lot of people came out. Yeah. So that's Robert Hensley. Yeah, I guess he's <laughs> announcing it. Yeah, there we go. Is there noise? Uh, uh-uh. yeah, there yeah, it is. Need to add picks. The Texans have a lot of draft capital to move up, and they are moving up from number twelve to number three. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait, the, awkward, the awkward, the awkward dap with John Harris. He had his fist out, and then Andre Ware had like was giving like a. High, is that Andre Ware? Yeah, that's so, Andre Ware. Yeah, gave him a high five, and it's like the close fist <laughs> high five. Yeah, that's the the get out the get out handshake. Yeah, that is the get out handshake. <laughs> oh. Oh, yeah. That's hilarious. Yeah, man. Shout out, shout out to Texas Radio, man. They been look, man. We we were sitting here complaining how we gotta watch what they were. They actually gotta watch, break it down, and yes, and put us positive spin on it. Yes, every <laughs> so, single week. Man. Was, I know it was rough, man. So I'm happy for them, honestly. Yeah. Um, 
So yeah, got a center. <laughs> Looks like the draft is still still rolling, man. Yeah, Texas man. still making some moves out there. So mm-hmm. <laughs> exciting times. Yeah. Um, you have any thoughts? What other NFL headlines? Oh, uh, um, Lamar Jackson got Lamar paid. Jackson got his deal. Yeah, Jalen Hurts got his deal as well. Yeah, which was quickly topped by Lamar Jackson's. Yeah. Um, Aaron Rodgers finally signed with the New York Jets. That mm-hmm. finally happened. So. A lot of offseason moves going on, man. We'll yeah. see uh, how the rest of the season shakes out. Are you surprised that after all the drama, Lamar Jackson ended back with the Ravens? I'm not surprised. I am surprised because uh, I am. This is what I'm surprised that I heard the 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 Ravens kind of offered him. You know, it was a little less than what he got now. It wasn't like a big difference. But it seemed like, you know, like I'm not mad at Lamar because he he did it all on his own. That's a lot of money to get on your own without an agent. But it seemed like it wasn't that far off from the original asking price or the price that Baltimore offered. So, you know, I don't want to sit there and say he buckled because I don't think nobody going to get close to Deshaun Watson or at least uh, not for for a little while. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I I want it seemed like it was a whole bunch of noise for nothing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it seemed like we we kind of wasted our time. It seemed like they wasted their time, but I'm glad it got to a point where, you know, I guess the relationship didn't mess up because I thought it was over. <laughs> but um Baltimore is a good organization. It hurt me to say that because that was the Cleveland Browns <laughs> uh originally. So um yeah, they um I'm glad that relationship didn't sour because otherwise he would have been forced to get traded. He would have, you know, had to go. But um I'm glad they worked it out and he got paid. Yeah, me too, man. Um and yeah, I do think it was a lot of unnecessary drama. All the uh oh, he's not going back to Baltimore, this <laughs> and that. He should have an agent. See, this is what happens when you don't have an agent, blah, mm-hmm. blah, blah. Ultimately, it sounds like he got what he wanted. Yeah. So, I mean, there's a lot of conflicting reports about whether he wanted the most guaranteed or not. But I'm just happy he got paid, man. So they move forward. They got Odell Beckham Jr. as well on the team. So we'll see how they do, man. He got some weapons now. So we'll see um, going forward. But yeah. good for them, man. Yeah. And Junk asked, why y'all on sports, how y'all feel about Ema Udoka coaching the Rockets? Man, I'm happy. Yeah, uh, me and you said last. Uh, I think last podcast we want to have Ime Udoka as the next Rockets coach. Yeah, I I honestly didn't think it was possible <laughs> because I thought it would have been other teams lined up to get him, mm-hmm. and I didn't think he would want to come here to be honest. But um, I'm happy as hell, man. <laughs> I, I'm I'm super happy because he look, he was a good coach, man. And look, I, like the stuff that happened, I don't know what happened. I ain't about to hold that against him, man. Like you can hold the you know the Sean Watson allegations against somebody, but this man like <laughs> like no, nah, nah, it seemed like he was just in a messed up situation. But how can you cheat on Neil Long? Neil <laughs> Long, Figgy. I mean, for that alone, he should never coach again or have a job. Period. Okay, because <laughs> he cheated on Neil Long. Oh my God. <laughs> I don't give a shit, man. Like I'm, I'm happy he's here. He's a good coach with a good resume and look i'm down for all the canceled negroes to come down to the rockets okay 
I said Ima Udoka, and I want Kyrie Irving too, okay? <laughs> I want all the toxic cancel people to come to Houston Rockets because we need all the help we need. We can't get, man. Yeah. So, um, oh, I, speaking of the Rockets, I did hear um, Jalen Green has been potentially mentioned in some trade rumors. Yeah. How do you feel about that? Look, I mean, to look, I, if it's for who I think it is, because rumor has it that, you know, it could be for Jalen Brown, mm-hmm. which is, I think, hilarious. If you uh, if you say that out loud, Jalen Green <laughs> for Jalen Brown. <laughs> Sidebar. <laughs> Why do so many fucking Jalens in sports now, Dog, man? it's two Jalen Williams. Carter, it's two- went to the Eagles yesterday. <laughs> yeah. It's two fucking Jalen Williams on OKC. And they both, <laughs> duh, and they both got drafted in the same year. Uh, it, it's we, ridiculous, man. We need to have a, a, a black community discussion, okay? <laughs> Stop naming your sons Jalen, all right? Enough. Yeah. Like, how many Jalens do we got in sports now, man? We got way too many, dog. This yeah. is, uh, I've never thought of a period in black history where you had this many black brothers named the same first name. Yeah. <laughs> Can we go back to the wild names like DeBrickashaw or whatever? Yeah. LeBron? Yeah. Let's have some creativity <laughs> again, man. I don't want Demar- DeMarcus. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, some shit duh, duh in front of a regular name. <laughs> the coldest. The coldest ever. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sick of the Jalens, man. We have too many Jalens in sports now. I can't keep up with them no more, okay? Yeah. Enough with Jalens. Yeah, well, yeah. So, yeah. But anyway, if it's for J, if it's for the Brown Jalen, <laughs> I, I would, I would take the Brown Jalen over the Green Jalen. <laughs> so, I, I get it's funny because, um, you know, looking at a lot of Rockets fans, man, they, they stuck on Jalen Green, and just that thought of that trade rumor, people all up in arms. I'm like, man, look. Like, I think he got potential. I would like to see him with this coach. But damn, man, like, dog, he, look, man, he, it been a struggle for his, uh, you know, he showed some flashes, but let's not sit here and act like he was an all-star the first couple years and, you yes. know, we sitting there talking about trading him, man. If 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 the trade is for Jalen Brown, I'm good with that because he's an all-star and he good. I think he's better than Jalen Green. And, and he playing on a low-key loaded team. He playing with Jason Tatum. So imagine if he was here. So I think, man, look. I, look, I, I don't think nobody should be off the table. I think, you know, uh, hey, see what you could see, you know, see who you could get back. I ain't sitting there saying trade him, but if it's for like a Jalen Brown or something, I'll be listening. I'll see what, you know, if I could get somebody else or I see. I see what it looked like. I ain't. I'm not sitting there saying he's off the table. Like that's ridiculous, man. It was the worst team in the league. So I just, you know, I look, man. Anybody could get got for the right price. Yeah. Um. Honestly, as of today, I'm on the uh, ship Jalen out of here. Really? Okay. Yeah. Man. <laughs> I'm like. I'm like enough, dog. I've seen enough, man. <laughs> like I think he has potential, but I just don't think he's ever gonna live up to it at this point. I mean, his basketball play is just all around just wild, man. He plays wild. Um, his defense is just horrible. Um, he like he goes on. He can he can put up thirty, or he could not do anything in the game. It's just 
it's been rough to watch him. I'm ready to build around like Sagoon and Jabari. Uh, I'm I'm off of Jalen Green, man. I'm ready to move him if we can for something positive at this point. Yeah. I think a lot of look, man. I think a lot of Rockets fans just want to keep him because they think he looks cute. All right. <laughs> I think they think he's handsome and they want a, a handsome Negro to be the face of the Rockets. Look, man, I, I don't think he has it, dog. I yeah. just, and you you building a, a young team. You want them to have discipline. I don't think he's going to be the leader of that team. Yeah. <laughs> so, and, and I think the other reason a lot of Rockets fans want to keep him is it's this ongoing feud with Cavs fans about Evan Mobley. Yes, that too. I'm like, I don't... Let I, it go. Man. I don't... I really don't get it, man. Like... Honestly, they both been playing kind of rough, to be honest. But, like, they ain't even the same player. They ain't even in the same... I don't even... I mean, they in the same class, but... Damn, they two different play, uh, two different positions. So, like, man, shoot, honestly, Evan Mobley got good defense, but he could get shipped out, too, for the right price. Yeah. <laughs> like, like this, this man ain't making no all-star teams right now. So... Like, I just don't understand the love affair with this. And, you know, this ain't like a quarterback. This ain't the NFL where you got a quarterback and you just need a different offense around him. Like, you you can see potential in people early. And, you know, just him, the hot streak, the cold streak, every every other game, man, that's, that's really not a good look, man. At this point, you looking like Ricky Davis. Yeah. So do you want to build around Ricky Davis? <laughs> I don't think so. Yeah, I'm off the Jalen Green train, man. Uh, ship him out if you get something good from him at this point. <laughs> I've, had, I've seen enough, okay? <laughs> if we can get somebody like a Jalen Brown, yes, do it in a heartbeat. Yeah. But we'll what about, see, are you off the Kevin Porter Jr. train? Uh, yes. <laughs> yes. Look, I think we need to just destroy and rebuild like half this roster, man. <laughs> keep Sagoon, keep Jabari. Everybody else is on the table for me, man. I'm like, uh, I don't know. Yeah. Everybody else on the table, man. Let's let's reboot and refresh and see who we can bring in. Yeah. But um, yeah, I'm happy we have Emil Udoka in that chair, um, helping out as well. But yeah, we'll sure. See. I hope we get um um Bit Vic. <laughs> I hope we Yeah, uh, no, nah, I don't think we're gonna get him. Man. I don't think so either. Like man. I, the fucking owner ruined it, saying he's gonna pray, pray for pray Wimby. for Victor. Yeah, pray for Victor. Yeah. You fucking, he ruined it with that bullshit. Yeah. Plus, they're trying to, like, look, the, the NBA has a tanking problem, and, and I don't think it's going away, especially after these play-in tournaments with these play-in teams beating number one seeds. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. How the fuck did the Bucks lose, man, to the <laughs> Heat who were injured? Yeah. What Remember, dog? it's not a failure. <laughs> Yeah, oh, fucking be honest with that bullshit. <laughs> if you if you don't get a promotion in your uh, in your job, is it a failure? I think it's not the same thing. Okay, what the yeah. fuck are you talking about? Yeah, I'm and, and to be honest, what he said, I like what he said. Was like, dog, this ain't it. <laughs> like, you could say this to somebody on the street to motivate yeah. them. Like, yeah, this sounds like a cool ass Black Panther quote. Yeah, but dog, you was the number one seed. And you lost to a play-in team. Like, they people had y'all going to the championship, man, mm-hmm. making the finals. Like, nah, man, this is a fair... I mean, your your career or your, your season, as far as personal, you know, accolades, might not be a failure. But nah, like, this is a failure, man. This is a disappointing season. Y'all should have high the, standards, man. The problem 
he took with it, I think, is that failure is a triggering word. And I think when he said, is this season of failure, that implied that you were a failure. And look, it's not Giannis's fault. He got hurt. Yeah. He missed two games in the series. Mm-hmm. And one game he played only like 11 minutes and got hurt in game one, I believe. Yeah. So it's not his fault. But yes, this season was a failure for them, man. Like fucking yeah. they're the number one seed. People had them in the finals at least. Yeah. And they lost to an eight seed playing team. <laughs> so uh, missing their second best scorer, by the way. Yeah. So yes, it was a failure, man. Then don't, don't want to play semantics with these. And I, and only Giannis could get away with this bullshit. Yeah. Imagine yeah. LeBron say something oh, like this. Oh my God. Man. Skip, Dog, that might be Skip the Bayless might have a hard on, one, man. Yeah, he will have. Bayless would have a whole uh, week yeah. of content on his ass. Uh, he will have a hard on during that show, man. <laughs> Can't wait to talk about this one. <laughs> yeah, but nah, Giannis is so humble and sweet and kind, so he's yeah. not gonna I, get. Any I think it was back. honestly. I think it was because he's so sweet and kind in the accent. <laughs> yes, yes, that's what yes. it was. Etic. Etic. <laughs> like he sounds he tells the stupid jokes in the press conference and everybody yeah. laughs. Yeah. Uh-huh. Giannis is so corny. <laughs> yeah, man. And yeah. That humble and nice routine is getting old. Yeah, him and that Black Panther accent. <laughs> that's the only <laughs> thing that that's that's why ain't nobody say nothing. But I was yeah. like, it was a cool motivating moment, but bruh, that was a failure. <laughs> you can't yeah, sit here and say it's was, not. <laughs> it a hundred percent was. I remember fucking um the the year I forget who said it, but the year the Patriots went like had a perfect season. And oh yeah, lost, lost in the, the Super Bowl. The, uh, Super Bowl. Yeah, and they they some players get up there and said that was a failure. Yeah, like, fuck the regular season win total. They they would be better lose a game in the regular season and win the Super Bowl. Yeah, obviously. Yeah. So yeah, it was a failure. You get to your destination and don't close it out. But it, I mean, it's not wrong. It's not wrong with failing. You know what I mean, that's not like the end of the world. Yeah. Like we fell all the time. Y'all just gotta rebound from it. And two, I think they need a I think it's time for a head coaching change, man. Because we talked about this before. Kevin Durant is why that man still got a job. Yeah. Because he's he he hit that three. He, he his foot was on the damn line. Mm-hmm. And if he would have made that and it was a three, like they would have been out. They probably would have been out and he probably would have got fired then. Because he was low key on the hot seat during that time. But yeah. that's that's the year they end up going to the finals and winning. So uh, I think it's about time for a coaching change, man. That dude got out coached <laughs> by yeah, uh, Miami. Uh, yeah, yeah. Now they got to they got to reboot the whole thing, man. Reshuffle some pieces. But uh, yes, it was a failure, Giannis. I don't care what you, how you want to spin it with your fucking accent. Oh my god, it was a failure, man. Edic, Edic, <laughs> you work a job right, Edic. You you asked me this last year, man. You asked me this last year. <laughs> you asked the same question last year. Nigga, your punk ass lost last year too, man. So, <laughs> so yeah, it, it was a failure, man. But I get, I get, you know, people being too harsh on athletes. You got to remember they're human and all that stuff. But yes, it was a failure yeah. for what they did, man. It was a kind of embarrassing loss, to be honest. Yeah, for the over. But, um, yeah, and I'm not saying you know because they are where they are. It's, it's a blessing. But I bet you on their goals sheet or whatever, they had championship. It was not get it was, to the playoffs. Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't just get to the playoffs and that's it. Like, no, nah, their goal was championship or bust. 
Yeah. <laughs> but to the point of Victor, the NBA has a tanking problem. I think this year we're just really seeing the results of the regular season not mattering with play-in teams, beating higher seed teams, and um, load managing not even working because that Kawhi load managed all season and then missed most of the playoffs too. Like, what the fuck? Yeah. What was the point of the load managing? <laughs> I, so, I, I, wait, real quick. I don't want to get off on the tangent, but how you, how you feel about Stephen A.? What he had to say about Kawhi Leonard. He called him like the worst superstar <laughs> he, ever or whatever. He, he said he said the uh the Clippers should force him to retire. He like, I'm <laughs> he like the Clippers should force him to retire. I'm done. I I'm saw done. I saw the next show when he apologized because I guess somebody talked about, I guess his dad died. And oh, somebody right. brought that up and they made it like real serious. So he did apologize for that part. He was like, I know he went through some personal things. And but sidebar, how, how long are you going to use mental health as a crush? Like, look, I know Kawhi went through some shit. Having your dad dies a lot. But yeah. how is this just going to be the number one crutch for anybody who doesn't perform in sports, mental health? Yes. Like, it, it's, <laughs> I'm just, I, think, yeah. I think that card is being played a little too much now, man. Let's be real. Yeah. Kawhi has a lot to answer for. And I think the fact that he just doesn't talk and doesn't make himself like, you know, as visible as most superstars. Yeah. That he gets a lot of, uh, he gets passed or ignored. Yeah. When it comes to his shortcomings. Yeah. But I mean, look, he misses most regular season, then can't play in the playoffs. Why is he even out in the court to begin with? Yeah, and the thing, like, I think the thing that got me was he was just playing in the previous game, put up like 30 or something. Yes. And then the next game, he out for the rest of the series or whatever. It's like, what? Because I, I think we had this conversation before. I'm like, man, like, I don't, I mean, I, I wasn't a big Kawhi fan anyway, but I'm just like, man, they treating this dude, like, they can't keep putting him up there with LeBron and KD. Nah, because man. this dude, Look, he got he got two rings. That Raptors championship was really special, man. That, but yeah, he, he got that. He honestly yeah. should retire if he can't play no more. Yeah, man, it's 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 ridiculous at this point because he's make they's treating him like a superstar, which yeah. I think if he played all the time, yeah. But they like kept this dude in bubble wrap the whole season, mm-hmm. and this dude still can't play. And then he always had a weird history of injuries too. Where um remember that whole deal with um San Antonio where yep. he refused to play pretty much or he said he was hurt and he was, you know, went to New York and it was a big mess. And it was all because of because of uh uh an injury that probably San Antonio didn't even know he had. So I don't know if he was like trying to hide an injury or what, but look, man, I wouldn't touch I would not touch him with a ten foot pole, man. Like this dude getting hurt man. too much. <laughs> you can't. I'd rather have Anthony Davis <laughs> before I had uh, Kawhi Leonard. <laughs> yeah, man. It's um. Yeah, honestly, he probably hang it up if he just can't play at all, man. Yeah, but, or shouldn't um, get that yeah. contract. Or I mean, if he wasn't making all that money, then I could be like, all right. But yeah, he like you know who L.A. can bring in instead of mm-hmm. him. So but now it's gonna be hard to move them. So I don't know what they're gonna do. But yeah, yeah, man, is is they're in a tough spot with him. 
Yeah. But yeah, I mean, the NBA and tanking, they just got an issue. I remember uh, uh, the Mavericks got fined like a lot of money because they investigated and found out that they tanked that final game for the play-in. Yeah. That would have got them in the play-in. Mm-hmm. So they have a better draft percentage or getting a draft in a yeah. lottery. Yeah. So the league can't reward this, man. So yeah. that's why I think like the Mavericks aren't going to get the number one pick. The Rockets won't get the number one pick. Like they they can't reward blatant tanking. So I don't know who's going to get Victor, but I just know it's not going to be us. So it, it, I, it's I unfortunate. Fe- yeah, it might be San Antonio to be honest, man, because yeah. they've been honestly they've been good for the league for years. Uh, Greg, everybody like Greg Popovich. Um, he did everything the right way. You know, he had yep. dynasties. Plus, so, didn't they just have a a first round pick like leave the league and and have to leave the whole league and they had to cut him? Because uh, he exposed himself. Remember? That oh shit? yeah, yeah, yeah. I I do remember that. Yeah, I forgot so about maybe that. Maybe they'll be like, yeah, since y'all did that and got yeah. rid of that dude, <laughs> go ahead. We'll go ahead and give y'all win. How about that? Yeah, I I, I can see that. That would suck for um, the Rockets because now they got yeah, uh, yeah. yeah they got to deal with Luca <laughs> in Dallas. Yeah, and Wimby and Luca. Luca might move too, man. You starting to get yeah. frustrated with that situation. Yeah, so we'll <laughs> see. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I don't know, man. I I I would be hurt if Wimby went to San Antonio. I'm not gonna lie, man. Yeah, but uh, pray, we'll see. We'll pray see that, pray for Victor that he don't go there. <laughs> <laughs> if, if he's not in Houston, keep him out of Texas. Period. Okay, that's all yeah. I ask. All right. Yeah. Um, other things going on. Anything else happening in the NBA or sports? Period. Uh, I don't think so. Oh, my condolences about the Cavaliers, man. Lost yeah, man. I wasn't. I, I wasn't surprised, man. Like I was honestly, I was happy they even made they, they made the playoffs, but they got a lot of stuff they got to figure out, man. <laughs> but how do you feel about uh Dylan Brooks and all this shit talking going on with your boy LeBron? Man, I I don't know. I feel like a lot. I feel like I feel like the media is kind of pumping this up a lot too, man. Because it's like, dude, it's like I feel like he ain't that damn good. They treating him like he Draymond Green or something. Like this dude ain't win nothing. And I don't know, like, I don't have a problem with him talking shit, but I do think it's funny how, you know, when they getting their ass whooped. He don't want to say nothing. He don't want to say nothing. And John Morant don't want to say nothing. I was just like, man, mm-hmm. it, it kind of made me not like the Memphis Grizzlies, man. Because I was kind of, I was low-key a, a fan of them because how young they were and they was, you know, they was beasting. And with all this shit, man, it's just like, man, like y'all acting like this when y'all lose. Like, nah, I don't, I don't cool on y'all, man. <laughs> like, nah, who y'all think y'all are? The uh, Detroit Pistons in the '80s? Yeah. Like, nah, man, get get out of here, man. Like, like you'll be a fool to sit there and talk shit to LeBron like that. Like, you gotta be really cocky, man. Like, even the Golden State Warriors don't talk shit to LeBron like that. So, nah, man. I, I cool. I'm cool on yeah. that. Look, I, I liked it for a while I, for comedy purposes alone. The fact that somebody just went and said LeBron old <laughs> and dissed him. Like he was talking like internet niggas talk about LeBron, but it, yeah. in real life. Yeah. I was like, what the fuck? I was fucking with it because, like, look, everybody talks about how the league is too friendly, how nobody beefs with nobody no more, and there's no rivalries. I like this rivalry, man. I like it. 
But I agree with you. It, it is weak how when they lose, they don't want to say shit. They're sore losers. Yeah. But when they win, when they up, they want to talk shit. When they lose, oh, I'm, I'm going to... There's no availability for John Moran or Dylan Brooks. So mm-hmm. it is weak, man. Yeah, and then... I, I do like the energy, though. I like the energy yeah. they brought to the series. And see, I don't like how he tried to say, oh, yeah, the, um, you know, I know I just said the media kind of pumping this up. Yeah. Which they are, but... Like, dog, you doing all of this shit, man. Mm-hmm. So how you going to get mad that the media is calling you a dirty player? Yeah. Like, dog, you like you doing all of this shit, man. So I, I just ain't get that, man. <laughs> like, same thing with Draymond. Like, you know how you be playing. So you can't mm-hmm. sit there and say, oh, the media, you know, turned against me and trying to call. Uh, so they got everybody think I'm a dirty player. Yes, you are, man. Like, look how fucking <laughs> wild you playing. Like, no, at this point, you just got to accept it. Yeah. I mean, you're supposed to argue your case. I get every player going to have an issue with an ejection or suspension, but look, Draymond had a history, man. That's just what happens when you're that kind of player. Mm -hmm. So it is where it is, but they'll be all right. Looks like they're bouncing back on that series, too. Everybody thought they was down and out. Yeah. They're going to make it back. I know, man. (laughs) So... We'll see how that goes. It's gonna man. mess around, be the Lakers and um, <laughs> Golden State. <laughs> That'll be lit, man. I know the league wants that matchup. So yeah, honestly, we'll the Eastern. I'm I'm kind of glad the Cavs lost because I think this is a a, a nice look at Eastern Conference because you got uh, Miami and New York, and then you got uh, I forgot the other teams. Uh, shoot, I forgot the other teams in the East. Uh, uh, you got Miami. You got Miami, New York. You got uh, oh Boston and um, Boston. Who else? I forgot uh, who else. I already forgot. I've been yeah. missing some games, man. This yeah, fucking... <laughs> yeah. But it's a um, nice little um, Eastern Conference thing going. So um, yeah, I'm not mad at it at all, man. Yeah. So. Philly, Boston, Miami, and New York. I oh, forgot Philly, Philly's still in Philly, it. Man. Yeah, Philly, I completely yeah. forgot Philly's still in it. Yeah, that's good. I haven't watched any of their games. Yeah, we yeah, we already too hyped with James Harden coming back. Yeah. <laughs> Motherfucker's still in the playoffs. <laughs> <laughs> and by the way, the uh at halftime, the Kings are up 58-51 against Golden State. Golden State is up 3-2 in the series. So could close it out tonight. We'll mm-hmm. see. Um, but yeah, anyway, that was a long sports segment. Yeah. But uh, a lot to break down, a lot of stuff we, we missed out on. A lot of stuff going on, period, in sports, man. So we have to break all that down. Um, some RIPs are in order, by the way. Um, RIP to Harry, Harry Belafonte, passed away at the age of 96. Man. It's another one where I thought he already died, man. Really? <laughs> like, I could have sworn, when I saw the headline, I was like, wait a minute, I thought he died like last year. Dang. So I could have sworn I saw him in a headline in a death or something. Damn. But um, R.I.P. to uh, Harry Belafonte, man. Nineties. That's long a long life, life man. <laughs> long life. Uh, very storied history, man. A leader in civil rights. Great singer. Um, everything he's done. R.I.P. to him. And R.I.P. to Jerry Springer as well, man. Died at 70-something. 71. 71. Or 74, somewhere around. Something like that. What was his age, man? Yeah. I want to say 70, 79. 79, okay. yeah, that's what it was. 71 a little yeah. early, 79. But 79, yeah. yeah. 
Because you got to remember, like, he was old back when we were kids. Yeah. In the 90s. So, yeah. So, 89 sounds about right. Yeah. Yeah, man. Ain't uh, it crazy how he was part of our childhood? <laughs> like, he was like a major part of our childhood, man. Yeah, man. It's like our babysitter. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you home from work watching Jerry Springer's yeah. show. Yeah. Come home from school, and it's about 3 o'clock, 4 o'clock. Jerry Springer on, man. Yeah. <laughs> that show was one of those things we're just going to look back on and be like, what the fuck do you put on TV, man? Yeah. Like, looking back, look like looking back where we are as a society now and our thoughts on, like, gay people and trans and women's rights and misogyny and domestic violence, there was a show where it's like you openly mocked gay people. Yeah. You, <laughs> you fight people. Straight men got in fights with trans people. Yeah. And... Uh, men were fighting women. <laughs> men were admitting to beating dead, beat dad, doing backflips because the kids ain't theirs. Like, mm. what a yeah. wild time to live through, man. That, but, that's uh, wild, man. And I, can, <laughs> I man, sometimes like I knew this back when I was younger, but I thought about it when he passed. I'm like, damn, this dude was really the mayor of Cincinnati, man. He he was really a mayor. <laughs> I think that's wild, man. Like, I just, you know, I know the mayor is not, like, the highest rank. The uh, mayor of Cincinnati is not the highest ranking yeah. politician. But I'm like, damn, this dude, <laughs> like, like it, it kind of makes something like Donald Trump seem normal. Like, I, I, like, the way we look at things and politicians and all that stuff, it's like anybody could be in that seat. <laughs> but um, I was just thinking about that. I'm like, man, that's wild, man. No, it is, man. Uh, Troy says, Jerry Springer and the Attitude Era in WWF. We won't see that type of shit ever again. Yeah, yeah. I agree, man. It yeah. was, uh, like, look, people get mad that times change. I've accepted it. Like, <laughs> look, man, just because it was cool back then don't mean it's cool now. But yeah. I'm just happy I lived when I lived. Okay, because I, I feel like I got the best of both worlds. I got the anything goes on TV. It's just, all these offensive jokes are funny and okay. And now it's just a more, uh, like, you got to be watch what you say, man. But I'm not mad at it. I'm just glad I saw the attitude yeah. era and mm -hmm. the reality TV era when it was at its peak fuckery. Yeah. So. <laughs> no, WWF was crazy, man. I was just thinking about it because I saw a headline with Triple H recently. I forgot what the headline was. Mm -hmm. But I ended up searching Triple H. I look, briefly looked at his Wikipedia page. And, you know, it said married to Stephanie McMahon. And I thought about that storyline they had when, remember, uh, Stephanie was supposed to get married to Tess? Yes. And uh, I'm... He got, she got kidnapped by Triple H. Yes. And, like, he married her by he, he like drunk. He, like, drunk. <laughs> he, like, drugged her or some shit. Yes. And, got, and they got married. <laughs> I remember that, man. I'm like, and as a kid, you know, mind you, I'm thinking this stuff is real. I'm thinking this, you know, legit. But I'm like, what? I'm like, this is crazy. But now, now when I look at it, I'm like, man, what type of shit was they on? <laughs> like that was just imagine being in the writing room. Like, all right, this is what we gonna do. <laughs> all right, Stephanie, you gonna be uh, Tess fiance, and, <laughs> and then Triple H. Later, I want you to come in, and you know, I want you to uh, slip something in her drink, and take her to the chapel and uh, marry her. I'm like what? What type? <laughs> that was wild, man. <laughs> and yeah, that was man, one of many wild uh, storylines. And you got to remember that was the owner of the company's daughter. 
and he had to like write a storyline where she was basically getting raped. <laughs> it's like, what the fuck, man? This man was crazy. Oh, was, speaking of that, yeah. uh, this man's getting sued by a black writer. Mm. Um, this is like some recent shit that happened. Apparently, a, a, a black female writer is suing Vince McMahon in WWE um, for objecting to offensively racist and stereotypical jargon using the scripts of black wrestlers, including Bianca Belair and Apollo Crews. She complained of racial and gender stereotypes and scripts, including ones instructing Belair to say, uh-uh, don't make me take my earrings off and beat your ass. And Cruz was supposed to speak with a stereotypical and exaggerated Nigerian accent, but was uh, that was mixed, uh, I guess. So, yeah, even now, people are saying yeah. this shit was racist. Somebody brought up a storyline where I guess some Saudi Arabian wrestler was supposed to be like the mastermind behind 9-11. <laughs> Look, I did not. Like, how do you even do that in wrestling, man? You come yeah. out to the crowd, be like, I have something to tell y'all. I did 9-11. <laughs> like, boo! Yeah. What the that, fuck? That is crazy, man. When, when yeah. if, like, the head of security of the United States really stepped in on this? Right? <laughs> <laughs> you get investigated like, nigga, what the fuck? Yeah. So, uh... <laughs> Yeah, this man was crazy, man. He's had some wild ass storylines, and it's really in- incredible that that even was aired on cable TV, even. Yeah, so, yeah. And, what a wild time to be alive, man. Man, wow. You you just had to be <laughs> Godfather there. Godfather and the whole train. Yeah, he was kids watching this shit, you, man. No, nah, no, you know the one I, I I seen recently. Remember Al Snow? Yes. What does everybody want? I didn't understand that when I was a kid, man. I had no idea I didn't what that either. meant. I didn't either, Until man. years later. Uh, look, man. My, it, look, this was around the time when I used to go to church, you know, three days out the week with my mother. She used to force me to go to church. Mm-hmm. I think if she knew wrestling was like this, she would not let me watch oh, this. Hell no. Because she used to uh, try to watch what I listened to. She made me get all the clean music instead of the dirty music and yeah. all that stuff. But she was cool with wrestling. <laughs> she let me take wrestling and watch it later and all that stuff. She never, she never sat there and tried to see what what was going on. But if she did, she would ban wrestling from my house. <laughs> yeah, man. Had, there was no a lot of adults had no idea what was going on. Yeah. What does everybody want? Hey. Yeah, he brought her head out with him too. Like, what the fuck? I had no idea what that meant when I was a kid. You know, I might have to. Back, I was like, this is wild. I might have to look and see if he got a shirt or some merch or something. I'm, <laughs> he got an Snow shirt. He, 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 they they can't sell that now, man. <laughs> they, they're a cleaned up company, publicly traded and whatnot. So yeah, they, I can't, can't believe I ain't put two and two together, man. As a kid, <laughs> I had no idea what head meant like that when I was a kid, man. I was like, that was before puberty. <laughs> I didn't know what, what that shit was called. <laughs> Troy says Val Venus. Yeah, they had a male porn star gimmick. Like, what the fuck yeah. was that? Dude was stripping and shit. Yeah. Wild time. Walk man. around in a robe. <laughs> ladies. Hello, ladies. <laughs> oh, man. What a wild, wild time in uh, WWE. Yeah. Um. So, any new releases come out, man? Anything uh, you've been bumping? There is a new album out by with black thought i haven't heard it yet i think it came out next week i gotta listen to that 
Uh, I'll, I'll try to get that in this week. But uh, anything you've been bopping lately, man? Um, I've been kind of in a hipster bag, man. So today, like, okay. I don't, I'm sure you probably not hip to this group, but it's a group called Beach House. It's okay. more some hippie, uh, tame Impala type of vibe. So uh, I've been listening to them. Um, I've been listening to The Neighborhood. This is an old album, by the way, by The Neighborhood. It's kind of mm-hmm. like a little rock band. And um, and um, shout out to the uh, OG Ron C and them. They uh, actually chopped it, uh, chopped and slopped it, <laughs> uh, oh, nice. chopped and slowed it, or however you go. I don't know how I don't know how they say it, but um, yeah. So I've been listening t- to that a lot. I ain't really listening to nothing new, man. I'm still I'm still kind of in a funk when it comes to um, like new music. Nothing really caught my attention. Yeah, I know. A th- Speaking of Tame Impala, they have a new song with Thundercat out. Real, oh, I seen I like that. It. I ain't, I ain't check it out yet, but I seen. Yeah, that. I heard. It. I liked it, man. Okay. Um, but yeah, I'm, I agree with this new music. It's been kind of difficult. Plus, there haven't been a lot of big releases out recently, yeah. man. So, I, I yeah. tell you what, though, we're probably getting into this. Um, but I ain't gonna lie, man. The um, we we kind of shitting on the Drake song, um, a couple weeks ago. But the, the AI AI's Drake, been killing the game, man. Man, AI's I'm telling you, man. The hottest tracks of the year out. I'm telling you, man. <laughs> I'm like, man, they get, they got a problem uh, with that, man. Yeah. Because I'm Kanye's like, that shit bad, sound, man. that shit sound good. I'm like, damn, I might have to put this in the Serato. <laughs> Fuck it, let's talk about that now. Yeah, yeah. We're we'll getting the current events and and whatnot. AIs <laughs> are taking over the game. Yes. Like, they are taking over the game. Record companies getting scared. Artists are getting scared. Drake is suing people. Everybody's getting upset because AI songs are taking over the charts, man. I think it really started with this Drake and Weekend song that uh, came out. Of course, it really wasn't Drake and Weekend. It was an AI-generated song. Now, from what I understand, like, people are feeding the AI to artist songs to train it into their voice. And then they're having it record like a new song. Mm. And I guess doing a production or whatnot. But yeah, there is a, a AI Drake and Weekend song that is actually not bad. Is that the one called Winter? Or something like no, that? No, Winter's Cold is a, a only Drake song. Okay. That song is hard. That's man. on heart. Yeah, that's the like, song look, I like. People shit it on, oh, it's AI. It has no heart. If Drake dropped that song, niggas would not be complaining, man. Yeah. If you didn't know it was AI, and you just played that song for somebody, you'd be like, damn, Drake got some heat. He coming yeah. back with it. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's so, that no, it sounds good, man. It sounds good. If somebody said, hey, this is a new unreleased Drake, I wouldn't I wouldn't have known. Nah. <laughs> I wouldn't not have known there was some some AI songs you can tell, like the Drake. I've heard I've heard some Michael Jackson covers of like some recent songs. And number one, you know it's not, because obviously. But even though like, you can tell the the voice is funny and yeah. it don't really fit right. But some of them, man, you really can't tell. There's been some Ariana Grande covers of Drake songs, which sound legit. Like, I've heard Jay-Z rap Ether. I've heard Biggie <laughs> do Wu-Tang songs. I ain't, I ain't hear that one. <laughs> I, yeah, man. It's wild, dog. Damn. So, um, it, I mean, it's a lot of fun being had with the AI, but also, I mean, it's... Uh, it's proven that 
these artists. Like, how it's very it's very strange because I'm wondering how they're they're going to like lead, like do basically how can you control your voice? You know, yeah. how can you? Because how honestly, how can you say if they're if they're not saying this is Drake? How can you say this is illegal? How yeah. can you say you have to take this down? Yeah, how do you stop That's it? The question. Yeah, how do you even stop it? Because like, let's say me and you decide to do something like that, mm-hmm. and just you know, we get nerdy and we create some type of uh, uh, Drake song, and it's fire. Like what they? I mean, they can sue all they want, but like, how are they gonna stop all this? <laughs> yeah. And people laughed at that. Remember the AI rapper, the FN Mecca? Yeah. Who got canceled because it was like white people making the rapper say nigga. Yeah. But look, man, I think there, we're definitely going to see like an AI-generated rapper pretty soon. Yeah, I ain't laughing. Like at, some top charting hits. Yeah, I ain't laughing at that at all, man. That was actually kind of scary. Yeah. It was a little bit scary. And I guess the way my mind worked, I was thinking like, dang, I used to rap. So maybe you know I, I you no know, I don't really have the image or the honestly the time to go out there and try to be a rapper. Mm-hmm. Maybe I could create a, a, a AI generated rapper and just me do the raps behind the scenes and all that stuff. That way you know I could I could still live a normal life, but just put out the music and had this <laughs> generated character as the rapper. So that's what I was thinking about, but it, it's scary, man. It is, and I'm wondering, because the industry is scrambling. Like, the songs are being taken down now. I think Universal is filing copyright claims and whatnot. But it's interesting to see, because there's going to have to be, they're going to have to take this to, to, to the uh, Supreme Court, I think, to yeah. have some new laws put in place to make this illegal. It's, it's going to be like, kind of like the boot. make it illegal? Yeah, it's going to kind of be like the bootlegging laws. Exactly. How they try to stop the bootlegging and copyrighting that type of uh, movies and and albums and stuff, and you see, they still didn't even stop that. <laughs> yeah. Yep. So, what do you think, man? Number one, what do you think about these AI songs? Period. And what do you think they can really do to stop it, or do you think this is just the tip of the iceberg and it's gonna get worse? I think it's the tip of the iceberg. I think it's gonna get way worse. I do think. Look, man. To me, when people do stuff like this, because often I feel like this world is so damn stupid. But stuff like this made me feel like it's the world is fucking intelligent, man. Mm-hmm. Because how like how scary yeah, imagine if somebody just took your voice and made another you. <laughs> that's that's fucking genius and it's fucking scary, man. So um I think this is the tip of the iceberg, man. Um honestly, I I thought because after the FM Mecca guy, the uh the 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 AI. I I figure it would be more AIs coming like right after that because the only thing they messed up on was behind the scenes it was a, all white people or a white guy doing all of this. Mm-hmm. I think eventually, you know, it's probably still going to be the same. It's probably still going to be some white people behind the scenes doing everything, but they're going to put like a black face to it, like Snoop. Hey, this yep. is Snoop, new artist. And, you know, him be the face of it, but... All it's gonna be like our damn record label, pretty much. Uh, you know, somebody might be the face of this record label, but it's none but you know white guys running running the show and making most of the money. So I figured it would probably be like that. 
But I ain't think it would be, you know, people imitating or, uh, you know, making, getting Drake's voice or, you know, The weekend's voice and all that stuff. That, th- that's troubling because we already see the struggles these artists have as far as selling records. Now, you know, you making people, you making fire songs because let's be real, man, there's a lot of people out here that's talented writing. But they're just not huge at all. They, you know, it's people like me and you that really don't have them, but got the strong ass pin game. Mm-hmm. So if you put that strong ass pin game to an AI <laughs> Drake voice, and the song the song is probably amazing, and that's making Drake look awful, man. Because it's like, damn, like we've been having this Drake debate for a long time. How you know his music ain't really been hitting. And we even questioned if he was even motivated to do music. And now you got somebody with a strong-ass pen gang <laughs> making better Drake songs than Drake. So I think I think that could be a lot of trouble, man, and not even mentioning how, how they can benefit off of it money-wise, which is not a good thing for, you know, the, the record labels. So I think, <laughs> I think the regular... I think, Artists and the record label is gonna be in a world of trouble, and I guess the, I guess the best way to, I guess bypass that, is maybe artists need to start make, you know, maybe they need to get a team together and make a, a AI generated artist, and j- just try to be the one, the ones in front of it. Like, hey, I'm signing. If I'm 21 Savage, I'm gonna make a AI generated artist. Be like, hey, I'm signing him to Slaughter Gang. <laughs> this is my artist. And maybe you write the music or something. I don't know. I would try to get creative like that, man. But um, and th- but in the same sentence, I don't know how the record label gonna respond to that because that could be a whole nother, that could be a whole nother, you know, piece of drama right there. But I think that's the, I think that's where we're going to, man. We talked about it before, how you know that's kind of gonna suck the life out of music. And, you know, we like the realness. We like to go to the actual concert and all that stuff. But, man, if you're a record label and all you got to do is just create a, a, a generated artist any way you want, you don't have to worry about them being the diva. <laughs> you don't have to worry about them getting in trouble, all the drama. You could just make everything. It, so it pretty much be like a cartoon. You could just because look at The Simpsons, man. They've been running for like 40 years, man. Nothing really changed. And, you know, it, it's not like it's real life, like a real sitcom where people get old, people pass away, people want to move on. You know, people become drama queens and stuff like that. You could potentially do this AI artist forever <laughs> until, you know, until you, you know, don't want to do it no more. I think that's going to be the way of life, man. And I'm kind of curious if they're going to go to that over like a real artist. So it's yeah, something to look out for. Somebody got to test the waters, man. That's the thing. Somebody got to test the waters, and it's got to be done in like a non-corny-ass way. That effing mecha shit looked corny, man. That was the worst thing about it. It looked like the dude looked stupid as hell. And even outside the N-word controversy, it just looked bad. Yeah. Somebody got to test the waters like a real rapper. Or maybe somebody... Maybe a rapper comes out and you don't know it's AI generated until way later. Like he drops an EP and it's fire, and you're like, who is this artist? Turns yeah. out it's not a real person. Yeah, just imagine one of our, I guess our I'm I'm 
using this vaguely, but one of our favorite favorite artists, Yeet. Just mm-hmm. imagine if you found out he was an AI generated artist. That would be hilarious. You'll be like, what? <laughs> <laughs> but you'll be like, damn, the shit is kind of fire though, man. Yeah. <laughs> and you you're gonna keep listening. But I think it have to be something like that because nobody, I don't think a lot of people seen Yeet in person like that. Mm-hmm. So I didn't even know. I shoot, I just found out the man wasn't even black. Uh, uh, yeah, like a couple months ago. So it, it, I think it have to be something like that, where you know you could just kind of roll the music out, is get the reaction to it, keep doing it, and then eventually at the end it's like, oh, this is a, a AI generated artist, mm-hmm. or that, or either uh, it got to be a big time artist rolling out a. AI-generated artist saying, hey, you know, uh, Snoop Dogg got an artist, and this is his artist. This is his artist. It's an AI-generated artist. It got to be something it's like that. It's funny you said Snoop Dogg, because I feel like Snoop would 100% do that shit, man. <laughs> like, this is the same motherfucker who took all the Death Row albums off of streaming to put them on the metaverse. Yeah. So I 100% believe that he would be the first rapper to endorse an AI-generated rapper. He endorsed anything, though, man. Yes. So I could see him, like, and that's why I'm saying, that's what's so scary about it, man. I could see, you know, a, a label full of white people behind the scenes coming up with this artist and saying, hey, Snoop, we'll give you a bag if you, you know, if you take this artist under your wing and say this is your artist under your label. I think it could work, man, I, because we so easily fooled we could be like, oh, yeah, support black people. Support, you know, Snoop Dogg. Yeah. Independent. We 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 do all of that stuff, but it could be a whole show behind the scenes, man, that's cleaning up on money. Writing the N-word, whatever. And just cleaning up. All because Snoop is in front. And we, we you know, we could turn the other cheek. Yeah. So, Scary time, yeah. man. And, I've, been, I've been thinking about this AI shit a lot in general. Like about how it's just gonna take over our entire world, man. Because the, the rate it's it's advancing is just incredible, man. A lot of jobs gonna be obsolete in the next like five to ten years with AI, um, and music will change, I think, as well. It, it's just a weird time to live in, man. I'm, I'm excited. I'm like excited and scared at the same time of what it's gonna what's gonna happen. Yeah, like, we're living in a movie right now, man. Legit, we are living in a movie. Of the AI takeover. So Yeah. And on top of that too, a lot of people been getting scammed, man, because mm-hmm. some of these voice fake voice calls, they can record your voice. Yeah. And then they could call you back like, hey, like, if somebody get my voice, they could they could get my voice and call you and be like, Hey, what's up, Rocket? How you doing? Hey, can I borrow some money? Can I you know, they can talk they can talk mm-hmm. to you like it's really me. Yeah. And it's not me. And I think a lot, which is weird because a lot of people got scammed like that. Yeah. But uh, they got scammed in the worst way because it'd be like, hey, you know, this is this is your dad. <laughs> hey, I need to borrow some money. And you know what your parents sound like. Mm-hmm. You can kind of tell. So, you know, I think a lot of people got scammed like that. But that's scary itself, man. No, it is, man. There's going to be some new laws and regulations put in place pretty quick to... to uh, to regulate this AI shit, man, because I think people are going to push it to its absolute boundary. And like you said, there's going to be a lot of scamming. 
It could be a lot of fraud. It could be a lot of people, artists being copied, their voice taken for songs they're not a part of. And yes, there is something, something's going to have to pass pretty quickly to regulate the AI shit, man. Cause yeah. It's, uh, it's getting kind of spooky out here, man. Spooky yeah. hours. Did, did you hear the um did you hear this program I think they made or or working on where they can um I guess they can imitate a voice of your loved one that you lost if you have That's like too much. Man. Like if you like if you have a voicemail of your uh you know your grandmother or aunt or something like that that's like I guess all you need is like 20 seconds of that voicemail or 30 seconds. And they could actually put something together where you could, you know, your your grandmother, your dead grandmother can talk. I'm like, man, I don't even want to hear that. Like, I, right? Who, I got who, who really want to see dog. That, I got man. voicemails of people who passed away, and you know, in my phone now that mm-hmm. I never went back to. Man, I just can't do it, man. This is is weird for me. Like, I definitely don't want to hear <laughs> hear this shit. Nah, man, that's gonna be fucking. And then on on top of that, look, we're gonna hear new Michael Jackson and Tupac songs now, man. Like, <laughs> that, that's the worst, fucking, man. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's gonna be fucking out of this, out of control. Yeah. New Elvis songs gonna come yeah. out yeah. and shit. Yeah, I, I forgot who I, I think I was talking to. Uh, who was it? I think I think it was somebody on Twitter. I think it was Young Ari Go. Shout out to Young Ari Go, friend of the show. Mm-hmm. And we were talking about this whole AI thing and. All the dead people, they going to probably try to bring back out. And one of them that caught my eye, that I'm like, they 100% going to do this, and people going to be pissed. Some people might going to be pissed, but they still going to listen to it. But Nipsey, they definitely oh, going to yeah. remake some um, some Nipsey mm-hmm. songs. And you're going to have half of the internet pissed off and disgusted. But the other half going to be like, damn, this shit kind of fire. <laughs> yeah. So, um, and then, of course... No, yeah, of course you're gonna have Lauren London playing the role of like Vanessa Bryant. Yeah, trying to stop all of this and sue and stuff like that. But I don't know what you can do in a situation like that. Yeah, and we already have some cases where it's been like approved to the person who's alive. Like uh, James Earl Jones has like officially retired from doing the Darth Vader voice for Star Wars because he's too old to do it. Yeah, but he said it's okay for them to. He signed off on them using AI Damn. to use his voice. So now they can keep using his voice even long after Forever. he's gone. Yeah. Yeah. So Damn. it's spooky, man. It's a, <laughs> a, a brave new world we're facing out here with these and these AI streets, man. So <laughs> man, make sure you don't get scammed, man. Niggas yeah. know that. No, I know anybody who hits me up for money is scamming me. Because <laughs> there's no <laughs> way. Niggas know what type of time I'm on, man. Okay. So like, they already know. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> anybody ask me for money, I'd be like, okay, who, who, whose AI is this? I know you know I'm not gonna give you money, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So uh, we'll see, but yeah, crazy, crazy times out here, man. Crazy. Um, other things that happened this past couple of weeks. Um, let's talk about Coachella, man. Uh, Frank Ocean got into some uh deep water. You see what I'm? See what I did there? Yeah. <laughs> Frank Ocean was supposed to headline. Both weekends at Coachella a few weeks ago. Um, now, his first show, he ended up being over an hour late. Uh, reportedly, they tore down his entire set. He had a whole set with figure skaters and all this stuff, apparently. At the last yeah. second, he reportedly Changed didn't it. want any of that. Yeah. Yeah. 
and he said either change it or I'm not going out there. So they had to rush to change the whole production at the last minute. So he came out over an hour late and did a shortened set because of it. And it was very disappointing for a lot of people who were there and saw it. Also, at the last second, he said he didn't want it streamed on YouTube, which was strange. The entire concert had been streamed on YouTube. Mm. But at the last second, he said he did not want his concert streamed on YouTube. So there was that as well. So, um, yeah, the, the, the concert itself was very uh, mid to a lot of people who, who saw it and were there. They were disappointed. And uh, after that, he canceled his second show and said that he had an ankle injury and couldn't perform. Wink, wink. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, there are conspiracy theories as, as to this being another case of a Frank Finesse. Yeah. Where he uh, got the bag and dipped. Mm-hmm. And others think he was genuine and he just couldn't do the show he really wanted to for whatever reason. Um, he did tease new music, but he's done that for a long time now. So <laughs> who knows where we're going to get it. So what are your thoughts on Mr. Frank Ocean's performance here? And do you think he's actually going to put out some new music after this? Um, I don't think he's going to put out any new music. I think he's full of it. I think he just finessed Coachella. I don't know if he have a beef against them or what, but it seemed like he was purposely trying to be an asshole. It seemed like he was perfect. Like, honestly, it seemed like he was trying to get fired. You know, mm-hmm. I, people just do some wild stuff, just try to get fired. He wasn't performing. The, I think he, uh, a lot of people saying the songs he was performing wasn't really good. He was making different versions to the song. It's kind of very Lauren Hill-ish. And um, a lot of people really ain't care for that. And... Um, to me, it seemed like he tried to just get out. He tried to do the one show, you know, get out of it. And hopefully they kind of tell them to move on, tell him to move on and he still get paid. Because right after right after all of this, you get the the ankle injury. Like, bro, you're not playing in the NBA or, the, or you're not playing mm-hmm. sports. You can sit your ass down and play the piano and and do a concert, man. So I just didn't it sound it sound goofy from the beginning, man. And you know, I was a Frank Ocean fan, man. I like I like Channel Orange. But it's getting ridiculous, man. Like I can't I can't support all this. It's it's getting frustrating. It seemed like he don't really care. And I hate the whole, yeah, I'm doing this for my fans and all. Like, uh, go out there and perform for your fans. Like try stop trying to be an asshole, man. Go out there, get your fans a good show, and keep it pushing. That's and see, look, man. We I think we had this conversation about you know some of the best entertainers. I appreciate Taylor Swift, man. Taylor Swift, she do everything for her fans. Like I don't know anybody who love their fans more than Taylor Swift. I never I never heard a fan say or anybody say a bad thing about Taylor Swift shows. Like just. Like just do do your thing for your fans, man. I just I just hate all of this being difficult type shit, and I think that's what he was doing. And uh, like he, to me, he had one album. A lot of people like the uh, nostalgia mixtape. I think it's mm-hmm. I think it's called nostalgia. Um, I don't really know nothing about that mixtape, but I do like Channel Orange. 
I thought that I think that's a classic album. But that's it, man. Like, dog, I ain't nobody about to be going through all of this for you. Like, you can go on back where you came from and just chill. Like, why, why is we going through all of this? So, I, look, man, Coachella, if I was Coachella, I would have just said, get the hell out of it from the beginning. If you, like, dog, them, them people been practicing the ice, yeah, the ice, uh, the ice skating rink out there and changed it last minute, the same day. After those people been probably practicing for weeks, like, nah, man, I would be like, nah, we keeping this. Like, like if you don't like it, get the hell out of here then at this point, man. I think, I think, I know it's hard because these artists are huge and that's what's selling their tickets. But I think it gets to a point, man, uh, these festivals kind of got to stand up to some of these artists because that's ridiculous. That, that's, that's crazy. And I, I would never do business with that dude. Yeah, man. Um, I'm pretty much in the same boat. I was I was a fan of his first mixtape, the Nostalgia Ultra, uh, when he first came out. Um, I thought he was talented, but I don't think he's this talented, man. Like yeah. nigga, nigga walking around like he D'Angelo, man. <laughs> like you, you, you. If you're gonna be this air of mis- mystery and not put out nothing and not communicate with nobody, you better have a catalog like Rihanna or Kendrick Lamar. Yes, and they don't even act like that. Yeah, I don't even think they get the... uh, They they should be doing some shit like that with their catalog. But, like, I don't know, man. I feel bad for his fans. That's all I can say, because I don't really care what he does, honestly. But I feel bad for his fans. Um, This is the dude who just clearly does not really care about music no more like that, for whatever reason. I know he's gone through some personal things, mental health, like I said. His brother died, apparently. So... I understand personal things can happen that make you 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 question whether you want to do this anymore. But my issue is just like teasing the fans, you know, or or just saying you're gonna do something and then not living up to it. You know, Frank Ocean didn't have to do a whole lot, man. All he had to do was show up for his fans. Okay, he didn't need the fucking ice skating rink, he didn't need some grand production. Maybe in his mind, he thinks that's what he needs because he's been away for so long that the the expectations are just ramped up. I don't think they have. I don't think people expect that much from Frank Ocean, man. They just want something, you know? That's the thing with the New Age fans, man. They just want to be fed by uh, by the artist. They want something. It don't have to be, like, the most classic R&B album to ever be made. They just want something. Yeah. And he can't even do that. Like, as some artists, I think, get stuck in their head for too long, and they just can't. Like, Dr. Dre in The Chronic, with the uh, he was supposed to make a detox for a long time. It yeah. never came out. He eventually just said it wasn't good enough. Yeah. And it's like, man, it didn't have to be as good as the last Chronic album, man. Yeah, some people just want to hear music. Yes, we just wanted to hear new Dr. Dre shit, man. It had been so long. And he eventually did put out the Compton album, which was uh, all right. I'm glad he at least put that out. But people just want to hear something, man, after a while. And people just wanted to see him perform and perform some new songs, maybe, which he didn't even do. (laughs) So it's just, uh, it's frustrating, I'm sure, being a fan of his, man, because he has this kind of seemingly entitled attitude and... 
I don't think he has the look. He ain't Prince, man. Okay, <laughs> no, <laughs> he not even get away close. Being an asshole. Yeah, not even close, man. Certain people could get away being Prince was an <laughs> asshole, according to all reports, but he, he deserved that, man. Okay, he yeah. earned that. Yeah. So I can't even be mad about Prince being an asshole. At least he <laughs> released new music every fucking year, damn near. Yeah. So some people have the talent to. I'm not saying anybody should be an asshole, but some of them have the uh, talent to justify. Yeah, yeah. We always like people always bring up how Steve Harvey have all those rules. Yeah, the, the you know don't look at me, don't talk to yeah. me, all, all that stuff. <laughs> don't come in my room. Like as yeah. as ridiculous as that is, I think he earned the right to. He got to that point where he could do something like that. Man, that dude doing yeah. everything. Mm-hmm. So you know, I'm not mad at him if he feel that way. I don't think anybody should act like that, but. I feel like he earned it to get to that point. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I agree, man. So with, with Frank Ocean is just like, I just don't think that music justifies him being like this, you know? Fuck it, the second show. People bought tickets months ago yes. to see Frank Ocean, man. And for the people that couldn't be there on weekend one, I'm sure they were really looking forward to it on weekend two. Yeah. And... The fact he couldn't even show up for them, man. He got, I'm sure he got paid a whole lot of money to do both weekends. And since he said it was an injury, he probably still got the money regardless. Yeah. But all you gotta do is show up and perform, man. He could have yeah. had, he could have been out there with a stool and no visuals, just got out there. Yeah. People would have said it was artsy. Yes. You know? Yeah. <laughs> People said it was a bold he, and artsy. He got them fans where he could put out a, a, a song farting. And they could be like, yeah, yeah see, that's art. Yeah, poop poop like Kanye, man. <laughs> he he could put out the a silent song like Pootie Tang did <laughs> and have the streets go crazy. So, uh, one of my favorite scenes, by the way, that fucking scene in Pootie Tang where you fucking, he told the dude to put the fucking faders all the way down and he's singing and nothing's coming out. And there's Chris Rock DJ going crazy. Pootie did it again. Pootie did it again. That's one of my yeah. favorite movie scenes of all time, man. That's just so funny. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, Frank Ocean could do anything as long as he just did something for the fans, and he couldn't even do that. So yeah. and it's see, unfortunate, man. And see, that's and that's what I hate. Like I said, you can feel you can feel a certain type of way about Coachella. Hell, look, we all go through some things, man. If if you if you got some personal problems going on, like. I understand, like you already, you already hiding. You already, you're not out here available all the time. So I get that. Like I'm not mad if he not putting out music all the time. Like if you got some personal things going on, I get it. But when you hit that stage, when you agree to to perform uh, perform for your fans, you gotta give them your all, man. Like no matter what the situation is, you unless it's like a situation like Kanye went through when. Uh, his wife was robbed or some shit or held at gunpoint and he was at the show and he, he, he skedaddled out of there. Mm-hmm. Unless it's something like that, man, you need to be at that show giving your fans everything, man, because that they're the ones that's holding you down. It's not Coachella. It's not all this. They're the ones buying the tickets expecting to see you. So I just, man, I just can't rock with that, man. That's why I, I feel like people like you know, I know we praise Beyonce and all and the Taylor Swifts all the time, but 
Look, you can say what you want about their music. You you can not be a fan, but they put on shows, man. You can tell they actually care and they appreciate what they do. They don't dip off for years and, you know, play all these bullshit games to, to you know, people. I, I, I don't know. It just rubbed me the wrong way, man. It This is the type of stuff that made me kind of fall off the bandwagon. Like, eh, I don't care yeah. about this dude, man. Like, go out there... Make a sh- just imagine if he went out there and made a legendary performance. We'll be super. I'll be like, oh, I can't wait for some music now. Mm-hmm. But seeing all this, I'm just like, screw this dude, man. Like he yeah. always been difficult when it comes to the music, anyway. With yeah. the you know exclusive Apple deal and then take it down and then drop another. Like he he been finessing everybody already. Mm-hmm. He he finessed these record labels. Was it record label? No, I think he finessed Apple. He has some type of exclusive. Well, he finessed his way out his previous. ASAP Rocky talked about this on a, a on a show. He yeah. basically finessed his way out of his old album by releasing some bullshit or his whole label. Yeah, by releasing some bullshit that got him technically out the label. Then he could cut a deal where the label didn't get any of that money for Apple yeah. Music and got like twenty million for whatever he did for them. So yeah, that's yeah, what it crazy, was. Man. Yeah, so it was just like man, like stuff like that just rubbed me the wrong way. Like, dog, just just stay away then, man. Yeah. <laughs> like, if you want to do all this shit, just stay away. We, I still listen to Channel Orange, but that's it, man. Just stay away. Yeah, yeah. It's unfortunate, man. And I'm not buying the ankle injury thing. Because no. he seemed just fine from the video I saw. He said, allegedly, he broke it on the fairgrounds before the show. Nah, man. But, I mean, he looked just fine, man, okay? And and by the way, you, you, you don't need your foot to sing. All yes. right? I seen Tyler the Creator performing the fucking leg cast. A lot of artists have performed with Shit, their Drake. Leg fucking injured. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Drake, Drake tore with it. Tore AC, ACL. Yeah. <laughs> like, look, I'm not, I'm not buying the ankle injury, man. He just wanted out. So, it is what it is. It's unfortunate for his fans, but hopefully they, they learn to get off. The yeah, just move, move on, man. It's some other people that's good too, man. Yeah, stand somebody who deserves it, man. <laughs> Uh, time for an update on cancellation tour 2023. Uh-oh. By the way, uh oh, our boy Jonathan Majors, man, he's still in it. He's still <laughs> in it. He's still going through it. Damn. Uh, last week he had been uh, apparently he had been dropped from his uh, agency. Um, I believe a few projects that were starring him have dropped him now as well. And uh, there were reports that more women more women were going to come out with accusations against him and his behavior. Biggie, is it officially a wrap for your boy, Jonathan Majors, or does he still have a shot, man? I think it's a wrap, man. It's not looking good at all. We still ain't see the tape, which is, a uh, uh, to me, I think it's a bad sign because if nothing happened, I think he would have put that tape out in no time mm-hmm. to squash that, but... Man, I, I think it's not a good look. Um, I think it was rumors about Marvel possibly recasting his role. So uh, I don't think they just going to put that out there and then change their mind. I think if that's the rumor, if that's out there, I think they're looking. They're just trying to figure out how to, you know, get the carpet from under him and, you know, not lose a lot of money, I guess. I don't know. I get Or... I guess they don't want to be sued or something. I don't know. I, I think they probably trying to 
finagle their way out this deal so they can move on from them. Yeah. But I think it's over with, man. <laughs> it's, it's very unfortunate. This is probably the one of the quickest ups and downs I've seen in a long time, man. Like that dude, I still think about this. this we was talking about him literally the week before. Mm-hmm. How he might he gonna be the next big thing? Creed was going up. Um, he was in the Marvel movie, and he probably gonna be in the next four or five Marvel movies. We, we man, we we was talking about all of that. And the next week, it, it all went down the toilet, man. So um, it's very unfortunate. I still don't know what happened. So I'm I'm not picking sides or anything. And it's funny because every time I'm uh, tweet about it, like damn he. He messed up, messed up the bag. It's always I heard some rumbling, but uh, I um, yeah. Every time I bring it up, it's always people like, we don't know what happened, or then the girl say he cleared, and you know he didn't do anything. I'm like that shit don't even matter, man. Just for the simple fact that you know this happened. Like, jobs and sponsorships can just take that away, man, no matter what happened. They don't even, you know. Now, if it become clear, then, of course, they'll come back to him. He ain't going to turn them down. They're going to come back. But just for the simple fact that he's in this situation, peace. They out. So I think that's a bad sign no matter what really happened. And, um, you know, it's always the court of public opinion when it comes to that type of stuff. So I think it's I think it's over with, man. I don't know. Maybe he'll be on power or something. <laughs> maybe 50 yeah. Cent. Maybe he'll be on the Tyler Perry movie. But right now, man, that Marvel, that Marvel bag and Creed, I think all that, I think all of that is over, man. Yeah, I'm wondering what Marvel's gonna do. I think Marvel will be like whatever decision they make is gonna set the precedent for how we treat Jonathan Majors going forward, or at least the industry does. Because, number one, he's already filmed the second season of Loki. So he's going to be in that no matter what. Yeah. But he's supposed to be in the next Avengers movie, too. Mm-hmm. Which is a big deal. They've been building up this guy to be, like, the next big guy, the next big villain. Yeah. And I'm wondering what they're going to do with that. Mm-hmm. If they recast him, then he's officially out of here, man. Yeah. Because this is the biggest company in the world making their future plans around this guy. If they say, no, we want no parts of him then nobody's going to want any parts of him, man. Yeah. Yeah. So. No, I agree. I think I think a lot of the people, lot, uh, mainly the movie industry, probably just sitting back, just seeing what they're going to do. Yeah. If they, I think they're in wait and see mode with him yeah. for now. But. Yeah. I I think they're going to make that decision. I think they're going to move on. I, I just It's Disney, man. I just don't see them sticking by his side and say, you know what? We're you know, we going to keep you in the movies. We're going to keep it going. Mm-hmm. Unless something come out. That's clearly showing him yeah, being innocent. Yeah, outside of that. And that should have been came out if that was the case. Mm-hmm. Like I said, I'm not taking sides. I don't know what happened. But if he truly didn't do anything and it's proof of that, that should have been out. Or if I'm his camp, that should have been out already. <laughs> but everything going down the drain right now, man. So that make that makes me think it's not out there. <laughs> he don't have anything to show. So it's just pretty much his word. Yeah, we'll see what happens, man. His team is, of course, still maintaining his innocence. But, yeah, it's got to be something proven for people to believe it. And and then the, the, the stain will be with him no matter what. 
Some people will believe the woman no matter what. So I don't know. We'll see. But yeah, it's the quickest rise and fall I've ever seen personally in Hollywood. Man, man. this is crazy, man. It really is. So <laughs> we'll see what happens with that, man. Yeah. Um, and also, Figgy, I want you to admit. Okay, I want you to admit something real quick. All right. I want you to admit that you paid the $8 for your fucking Twitter blue, man. You stopped <laughs> this. Oh, my Twitter blue check mark just didn't go away, even though everybody else is dead. I- Admit you paid for it, man. I can I can show you, man. I can show you. I I can I can show you proof that I don't have access to it. So I don't know if you can see this. So it's a sign right here that say Twitter Blue. Mm-hmm. If I click on Twitter Blue, it's asking me to pay for it, <laughs> and it's not eleven ninety. I mean, it's not eight ninety nine. This shit like eleven ninety nine. <laughs> The price of the brick keeps going up. Yes, man. That was five bucks. Yes, I don't know if you can see this, but it's literally like I can't do anything that people do with Twitter Blue. (laughs) Like I can't edit no tweets. I can't do none of that. (laughs) I can't post no longer videos. I don't know why I still have it, man. It's kind of (laughs) wild. Well, a few people still have it, and I don't know how they picked. Um, But yeah, for people who didn't realize. Twitter officially removed all the, the legacy blue check marks that apparently you had to use to go through hoops to get verified for back in the old days of Twitter. Yeah. They removed all that and they said you have to play, you have to pay for Twitter Blue, the subscription service, to get the blue check mark. Yeah. So a lot of people lost their check marks. Celebrities, Holly Berry, <laughs> like a lot of celebrities lost their damn blue check marks, man. But LeBron James and some celebrities didn't. Yeah, and there was a whole back and forth between that, and apparently he didn't pay for it. But Elon Musk came out and said he's paying for a few accounts, which is what yeah. the fuck is a point what is he that? doing, man? <laughs> he's I, I, I don't I feel like he's honestly trying to destroy Twitter. <laughs> honestly, like that's the only thing I can think of, man. Like he yeah. must hate this app and just wants it to sink. Yeah, <laughs> because he's doing everything in his mind to make it worse. Possible to make it worse for everybody. Yeah. You know, I can't think of one change. Look, Twitter Blue could be a good thing if he just marketed it right. You know, the idea of posting longer videos, I don't want to see nobody's long-ass fucking tweet. He could do away with that. I've seen some Twitter Blue tweets that are like a fucking book, man. Yeah. Like, get get rid of that shit. (laughs) But, like, you can make Twitter Blue work. Yeah. But doing this goofy shit is not helping people. It's not building confidence. Like, I feel like the app runs worse than ever. The videos be fucking up all the time for me now when I try to watch shit. Yeah. It's just a mess, man. So I don't get it. But the Twitter blue check mark thing is funny. Some people got really upset that they lost their check mark. I yeah. thought that was funny. Yeah, so. it, it was ridiculous. Like, <laughs> I ain't going to lie to you. I kind of wish mine was gone because I mm-hmm. got to a point where it was stupid. Like, every time I comment on something, people think I paid for it. Yeah. And I'm like, no, I did not <laughs> I did not pay for this. And um like I just got to the point where it's kind of corny now, man. Like I'd rather just be out here with nothing. Like I don't want no verified account on Instagram or nothing. I just want to be free. I just yeah. want to be regular degular. I want to be in the general mission. So, um I kind of wish it was gone, but the first day when it all left I thought it was cool to talk about, like, damn, this is crazy, or, you know, whatever it is. I woke up the next morning, and 
it's mainly a lot of journalists that's still fucking complaining about it. I'm just like, though, if you don't move on, man, like, this blue check ain't shit, man. Like, who do you think you are? If it's that important, you'll pay for it. So, like, people were still complaining about that shit, man. I'm like, man, this is ridiculous. And then the other the, the other part that's the worst thing is people that did pay for it trying to explain themselves like, oh, yeah, I'm only doing it because I want to post longer videos. Like, why is you... See, Defending like, why you pay for Twitter. Yes, if you pay for it, you pay for it, man. Mm -hmm. I'm like, it's ridiculous. I see one of the worst tweets about this Twitter blue stuff, too. I don't know if you've seen this, but um, um, Joe Button's manager, Ian uh, Swartzman, he posted something about uh, pretty much trying to def uh, explain why people should pay for Twitter blue. Not people, why they should pay, but he was trying to explain I guess defended a little bit, mm -hmm. but uh, it just sounded so damn stupid. I'm like, man, like people got to stop this. He tried to compare it to like buying coffee, uh, oh, buying God. weed, and all that stuff, but you don't want to invest in um, uh, Twitter and all this other stuff. I'm just like, man, come on, man. I'm trying to find a tweet now, but it was it was ridiculous, man. <laughs> Yeah, nah, it's absurd, man. It's fucking, um, yeah, I don't see how you can turn, in one day, you turn the blue check mark from something everybody wanted to something nobody wants. Yeah. I'm sure there's people now who are like, they want Twitter blue, but they don't want the check mark now. Because <laughs> everybody who has the check mark is being bullied. Yeah. Oh, so, and I heard they, uh, they, they revised their policy on harassment, saying that you can't, harass people based on race, gender, or Twitter blue status. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Ian, Ian says people will pay $8 for coffee every morning to have their name on it, $10 a month for a streaming service to watch repeats of an old show, $50 a day, $50 a day on weed. <laughs> That's the first thing I Who said. Who spends 50 bucks a day on weed? Yeah. <laughs> but won't pay for verification of their own identity on Twitter without acting like it's costing them their life. Now, that's a problem. You're not paying for verification of your identification. Yes. If anybody can make any account and get it verified, man. So what the fuck are you even <laughs> yeah. talking about? I can say I'm Ian Schwartz or whatever and get a blue check mark on my name. So what he's saying is makes no sense at all. Yeah, and plus but the other the other stuff he named, like... You're not paying $8 just to get your name on the coffee. You're paying $8 for the damn for the coffee. coffee. yes. <laughs> $10 a month for streaming services. You you watching all type of shows. Yes. So you getting the benefit out of it. You being enter, entertain, entertained. And it's not like, here. here's the catch, man. <laughs> it's not like those things were free, free before. Yes. <laughs> yes. Twitter always been free, man. <laughs> it's not like the coffee used to be free. You just walk in and get one, and now you got to pay. Now it's eight dollars. Yeah. <laughs> so so I, I I just don't get it, man. That like if you want to pay for Twitter, just pay for it, man. Yeah. People don't make fun of you, but who cares? Okay, yeah. do what you want with your money. I don't give a shit, but don't defend it like it's something noble. Yeah. <laughs> like like on, dog. Man. Like how you gonna get mad at people? This shit. Like all of this shit was free, man. Mm -hmm. Like and then all this stuff was free. Just imagine if. Out of nowhere, Instagram become, you know, $10 a month just to be on there. Yes, you're going to be upset. You can't sit there and talk about some, oh, 
you'll pay this for coffee or you'll pay this for wheat. Like, this is stuff we really like. And we, we've yeah. been, pay- like, it, that shit never been free before. So it's not, it, you know, it's, that's not a big deal. And, you know, if we can't afford it, we just won't get it. So don't sit here talking. This this stuff been free all of this time, man. So don't sit here and try to act like we, you know, we ain't shit because we complaining about paying for this. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> now there there is there is hope though, Figgy, because the next Twitter might be here. Um, you know, Jack Dorsey, the guy who created Twitter and then sold it originally, yeah, and left. Um, he's created a new app called Blue Sky. It is now in the beta. Okay. People are on it now. And people I'm hearing good things about it, man. People are saying it's the first Twitter clone that's not ass. Dang. So you know? can so can we actually get on it? I'm try I tried. It's closed beta right now. You have Damn. to sign up. You have to put your email address in and hope you get picked. What is I it called? It's called Blue Sky. Mm. Okay. There's a website. I think it's blue sky. Let me what is the website? Blue, uh, blue sky social. Okay. And you can uh, sign up for the beta. You click on blue sky private beta and enter your email and join the wait list. Mm. So it's kind of like how Clubhouse was. I think people might have invites, um, but it's kind of like how Clubhouse was. We'll talk about Clubhouse in a minute. Yeah. But um, so, yeah, if, if this might be the Twitter killer, man. Yeah. I think it, Elon Musk is trying <laughs> his hardest to drive people off of Twitter. But the problem is there's no replacement for Twitter. It ain't, man. Like, like the Mastodon shit is garbage, man. Don't tell me to get on that bullshit. Yeah. There's no replacement for Twitter right now. But Blue Sky might be it, man. Yeah, as much this as one, I like... I'm hearing good yeah. things about it. Yeah, as much as I like Twitter or did like Twitter, man, I can't find nothing to replace it with. <laughs> yeah. So I, I'm pretty much I'm stuck ready here. To, look, I'm, 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 I'm ready, ready to move, move on. Me man. too, man. I'm ready to leave Twitter, but it's hard because all the funny shit happens there. Yes. And I just can't help not be being on it, man. Yeah. So um, I'm yeah. hearing good things. There's some articles on it now about Blue Sky. Um, so, yeah, I'm I'm excited about it, man. I hope yeah. I get in a, get I in a just, private beta. Yeah, I just, I, just, I just put my uh, email in, so... I got I'm, y'all I'm, got invites <laughs> if y'all are on Blue Sky and, and got invites. I bet Brandon Caldwell got an invite. Yeah, let me see. This motherfucker worked for ESPN. So right. <laughs> I know he got, got something. <laughs> I know he had Clubhouse right when it was popping at first. Yeah, he one got me the invite. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That motherfucker probably got an invite to Blue Sky, man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah. Um, yeah, that be on the lookout for that, man. That might be where we migrate to eventually. Yeah. So <laughs> I'm ready to leave, man. I got my bags packed. I just need a destination. Okay, that's all I need. I know. So yeah. I'm ready to go. I'm getting fucking yeah. tired of Twitter, man. Yeah. <laughs> this motherfucker, Elon Musk. Yeah. Um, speaking of Clubhouse, man. So Clubhouse looks like it's in some trouble. I don't know if it's going to make it. Um, They said, they put out a statement saying they are resetting. Mm-hmm. And they laid off 50% of their staff. Damn. Um, they said they would not do this if they didn't think it was absolutely necessary. Um, I think it's, uh, I think they mentioned the pandemic and how things have changed since then. Um, so yeah, I think, I don't know what the reset means for Clubhouse, but it seems like the, uh, appetite for it has died off. 
Um, I think it was really big during the pandemic and we didn't, we had limited social events. Everybody got into a room and talked yeah. about some bullshit. Yeah. But now nobody wants to do it no more, man. Now it's just whack 100. Yeah. <laughs> in Clubhouse saying some bullshit with some other rappers. So mm-hmm. what do you think, man? Do you think Clubhouse is over? I think so, man. I, I knew it was, it was going to be a point in time where it was. Because if you look at the big the big dogs like Instagram and Twitter, they pretty much look at all these other little apps. They let them get their shit off. They study it. And then they end up putting that on their own. So same thing with Instagram. Instagram did that with TikTok. Now they got reels. So they, you know, they've been doing this for a minute. Twitter did, pretty much did the same thing. Now you got the spaces. So uh, once they got the spaces, I knew it was, you know, eventually going in. So um, yeah, I, you know, it like I, I got on Clubhouse not that long ago just to see what it looked like, and it just looks so confusing now, man. So I, I think it's, I think it's over. I think they. Honestly, I think they dropped the ball keeping it so exclusive as long as they did. Mm-hmm. Because the first couple times it was cool because it was like trying to get this invite so you could be on here because nobody else is on here. But they kept it like that so long to the point I think I think Twitter ended up getting spaces by that time. And so I just think I just think it, it kind of I think they kind of dropped the ball a little bit. But I ain't, I ain't think this was going to last as long anyway. But um, it was a good run, man. Some legendary moments on uh, Clubhouse. Shit, they had fucking Jay-Z on Clubhouse. Mm-hmm. They um, they act out the whole Lion King on Clubhouse at one oh, point. God. I don't know if you remember that, but... No. Yeah, they had the moan rooms on, <laughs> on Clubhouse. I remember that. <laughs> Yeah, they had the R&B Wednesdays um, with 21 Savage on there. So, they had some good moments. But, I don't know. I think that's it, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Yeah, I think they overestimated the market for that. Like you said, once Twitter added spaces, it was over. Yeah. So, yeah, we'll, we'll see what happens going forward. I'm interested to see what the reset means. Yeah, but uh, I'm sure re- by reset they mean they're gonna make it like a right wing type thing. <laughs> like <laughs> Tucker Carlson gonna have his own little thing on Clubhouse now. I figured like that's where everybody pivots to now. It seems like the yeah. conservative media pivot. I felt everybody goes to like the Rumble thing and all this stuff. So yeah, we'll see. TJ Academics is on Rumble, by the way. Really? Well. Okay. Yeah. You yeah. Gotta deal with them. Yeah, it's I- crazy. <laughs> Like what? What? What do they want to hear from DJ Academics about, man? Like I don't get it. But anyway, yeah, they just looking at his damn followers and all that yeah. stuff, engagement. They're like, hey, we get him over here. Speaking of Tucker Carlson, him and Don Lemon were fired. Uh, Don Lemon from CNN. Who funny? We we just talked about Don Lemon, uh, our last podcast, <laughs> and how it seems like companies leak stuff out. When when the heat is on, when the heat is on a person to try to get them out of here, yeah. And I feel like that's what happened with CNN, man. Yeah, they saw the heat get turned up. He he made one mistake when he called that woman. He said that Republican woman was past her prime. Yep. And then the heat got turned up after that. Suddenly, yeah. all these allegations came out, and now he's out of there. Yep. 
Mm-hmm. So I think we were exactly right. Like they yes. put the heat on him because they wanted him out. He, he probably yes. was making too much and they made cut budget cuts. Yeah. And honestly, I think that was the straw. That was the one reason where he's like, all right, that's the perfect reason to get rid of him. Yeah. Because I think he'd been wilding a little bit before, but though he was like their top dog. Mm-hmm. So, you know, there's nothing you could really do about that. Just let him let him rock. But this one, it was like, all right, we got him. We got something on him now. And that was the final straw. <laughs> so I don't know, man. I uh, I, I don't want to say I was surprised, but it seemed like it just came out of nowhere, though. It, it came out of nowhere. It came on the I think the same day Tucker Carlson got fired. Because I'm like, damn, are they just is it Black Monday or whatever? Whatever day mm-hmm. I'm like, damn, they just like all these companies getting together just to you know get rid of their top guys. So uh, I don't know. It's I, I ain't really watched Don Lemon like that. So you know I don't really you know I hope he land back on his feet because he seemed like he was good at what he did. But I don't really care. <laughs> yeah, I, I never liked Don Lemon. Man. Really, I still remember. Yeah. I think it was a Ferguson protest where he was out there and saying, "Of course, I smell weed." And shit oh, like that. Really? Oh, remember okay. that I shit? Know, I he know. had a lot of corny moments, I, man. I remember he got into it with Talib Kweli. Remember that? Yeah. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> because I guess he wasn't paying attention to him or something like that. And yeah. then they actually got into it on uh, on the air. <laughs> I was just like, man, nah, he's had moments. He had a he had a segment where you know the bottom ticker has like the segment name. And it says, "Does this word offend you?" And he had a sign that said "nigger." What the fuck are you doing, man? Like, that shit alone should have lost his job. But I never liked Don Lemon, man. I I don't care that he got fired. I'm sure he'll land somewhere. But, yeah, I got sick of him a long time ago, man. So good riddance. Same with Tucker Carlson, man. I'm I'm surprised he got fired. Me too. Because this was Fox News' top guy. That was their guy, yeah. Yeah. That was the replacement of Bill O'Reilly. Uh, yes. uh, is, no, is it Bill O'Reilly? Yeah. Yeah, Bill O'Reilly, yeah. That was so that was his he, replacement, <laughs> pretty nah, much. He was he was he was a, the golden boy of Fox News, man. I'm surprised they cut bait. I'm still confused as to why. I've heard some things like the owner, Rupert Murdoch, just didn't like something he said uh, like last week or whatever. But yeah, I heard yeah, that I th- surprised me. Man. Yeah, I heard I heard it was more like I guess the lawsuit they were going through. And that too. And yeah, it could be it. Yeah, that to me that still didn't sound right because if this guy's bringing in all his money and stuff, like it's a, I I would think it would be other ways to cut around that, but it's probably deeper than rap. It's probably something yeah. that's involved with him, and, it's and probably- then he called out like. Uh, the, the vaccine people as well, I think, on his last show. So it could yeah. be a lot of things, man. It surprised me, but, again, good riddance. I don't give a shit. Yeah, so. he'll probably... <laughs> he, he'll de- he would definitely bounce back on this stuff. Oh, definitely, Because I, I think Bill O'Reilly doing just fine <laughs> Yeah, on his own. <laughs> he probably going... I mean, he yeah, he'll go anywhere. Somebody's going to throw a huge bag at Tucker Carlson to get him on whatever platform he's on, so... Yeah, yeah, he'll he gonna, be fine. Yeah, he gonna get his Jason Whitlock on and do his own thing. Yeah. And make a yeah. shit ton of money. Might start streaming on Twitch. Who knows, man? Probably Wild said. shit, man. Him, yeah. him and Don Lemon might do a whole show together. Might do like a, a, a Crips and Bloods <laughs> version of politics or some shit, man. What's funny is, they so they have the same lawyer 
that uh, that's representing them from for getting fired. I guess I guess they had lawyers who kind of represent them, so I guess they could work out the contracts and mm-hmm. you know make sure they good. Got the same exact lawyer. <laughs> I'm not surprised, man. Like, look, that's why I don't put any stock into like any of these political talking heads because they dog, they they know it's a game. <laughs> Yeah. It they, reminds me of that Boondocks episode where they had that lady, I forget her fucking name, and this other guy, this black guy, I think it was voiced by CeeLo Green, and then the lady who was like this super right-wing girl, and they would go show the show and argue and talk about they hate each other and the left and the right, and after the show, they'd be chilling, hanging out, yeah. drinking and smoking and shit. Yeah, like you know, that's how these people are behind yeah. the scenes. Yeah, they know it's a fucking game. And I think it's even deeper than that because I think some of these people just probably lean in a certain way because it's more money. Yeah, or you know, it, you know, like somebody like a, a Clay Travis. Like I heard a lot of times how he just leaned that way because that that gave him more followers. That gave him more you know, hits and money and all that stuff. I don't know what the hell he believed. He probably believe all that shit, but, mm-hmm. like, it's hard for me to believe that all of these people believe the stuff they're, you know, preaching about. Like, they honestly can just be doing this because it's getting them the hits and getting them the money. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so, and it's also a lot of people that's preaching this, oh, you know, unity and, you know, Black Lives Matter, all this other stuff, and be the total opposite. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So yeah, it's a lot of people that's like that too. So um yeah, and call the cops on black people when they walk too close or some shit like that, man. Yeah, like, they yeah. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. So yeah, you see it in the media all the time where you be like, okay, that person that's why I watch what I say now. Where, you know, and that's one thing 2020 taught me because it kind of brought a light to the people that's really about it and the people that's fronting. Mm-hmm. Because it's a lot of people. You know, you think they cool and use terms like, oh, yeah, they invited to the cookout, all that bullshit, which I hate. But when shit get real, when shit hit the fan, they, they you know, nah, they they not on that side. So it's just all the front. You know what I mean? Especially people that cover, like, athletes and stuff like that, sports. They doing all that the front, but they really ain't about that. So Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's all yeah. a game, man. It really is, man. It's all a, it's all a, a show, man. It's a, they putting on the show for us. Mm-hmm. I don't buy into it. It's like watching wrestling, man. Yep. Let <laughs> so me be I'll the see bad everything guy. In reality TV now, man. Yeah, I'll be the bad guy. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Backstage, he's just fucking kicking it and chilling and fucking laughing at us mm-hmm. <laughs> for believing yes. this bullshit. Yes. Can you believe how stupid people are? Mm-hmm. So yeah, man. I, I, I don't buy into none of it. So. <laughs> Um, other things that happened this week. Did you see uh, America's favorite Christian rapper, Chance the Rapper, being caught in some very unchristian-like acts at some <laughs> West Indies Caribbean festival? I don't know where the fuck this was. Some kind of yeah. carnival. Yeah. And this man was getting his uh, dirty wine on. Yeah, he nigga looked like he was on the Bit Pimping video, man. Yeah, he was. <laughs> there was a girl with a huge ass grinding upon him, and he was smacking it going yeah. crazy There's another video of him pulling up on a girl and they were dancing and yeah this is a man who made a whole album about how happy he was about being married yeah and it missed her i love my wife um yeah he he got in some hot water on social media about this man now there are two camps 
there is the camps of these West Indies people and Caribbean and Jamaican people. That's our culture. Like, this is no big deal, guys. <laughs> it's just a wine. It is no, this is just what we do. It's, y'all are too sensitive. That's why we don't like Americans. Y'all are too sensitive. It's just a wine. There's nothing sexual about it. It's just a wine. I hate that name too. Why do they call it a fucking wine? I don't know. I hate that. I don't know where that fucking yeah. name came from, but I hate seeing that. Uh, so there's two camps, people who say that, and some people who say, nah, that's going too far for a married person. You wouldn't want your girl dancing up on somebody like that. And uh, so there's two camps right there on, online of the debate online. <laughs> yeah. And apparently his, uh, his wife, I don't know if it was a response to the video, but apparently she posted on uh, social media, and I, I guess it's gone now. Mm. Got deleted. Who knows? Mm, interesting. Mm-mm. But apparently she uh, posted an uh, excerpt from a Maya Angelou book where she said some people just don't grow up. They get married, they have kids, but they don't grow up. Mm. So people took that as a shot towards Chance the Rapper and his antics at whatever festival this was. Now, Figgy, what are your thoughts, man? Do you think the good Mr. Chance was just trying to have some fun and people are taking it too far? Or do you think there is some trouble going on there? Um, I think it's both, man. I think he was trying to have some fun. But um, I think it could be some trouble. I think, look, that that tweet ain't just came out of nowhere. I think they might be having some problems at the house. So, which is, you know, if he's out there like that, then probably so. Because I don't think he'd be like that if he was happily in love. Now, I hate to judge people's relationships because you never know what people be into. Hell, she could have been the one holding camera. And they could have been having a good time. So, you know, I don't want to sit there and say, you know, you know, um, you know, he was wrong. He shouldn't have been doing that and all this stuff. She could be fine with it. If, she, if your significant other is fine with that, then, you know, what's the problem? Then that's none of your business at that point. But I think it's something there, man, because... Look, he, he always been the good boy, the Christian, the Christian positive guy. And he, I don't think we ever seen him in a situation like that before. So, first of all, like, we have the right to be clowning on this dude. Like, they have every right. Because just imagine if we seen Russell Wilson in that same position. Mm-hmm. Like, is we supposed to just be like, oh, that's normal and, you know, y'all thinking too much into this and all? No, man. Like, we wouldn't be saying, we wouldn't be doing this if it was like, I'm trying to think of something. If it was like, future or something. I know he not with somebody, but if it was somebody that's kind of, you know, more laid back and, you know, they have a strong relationship or something like that, we would not be saying this. But for the simple fact that it's Chance the Rapper, it's like, all right, man, like, see, this this motherfucker ain't perfect. And I think that's that's what throws people like that off because the Russell Wilsons, the Chance the Rappers and all them, they come across like they so perfect and they, you know, they love their wife so much and they worship the ground and walk on, which, which you should. But when you get caught up in something like that, yes, we got the, yes, we could clown your ass for that, man. Like, we can, we could, we could clown you for it. But to go back to your original question, I, I do think some, something is going on, man. I don't know if they taking a break. I don't know if they, you know, 
not together at all or what. But it looked like you that it looked like that brother was having a good time, man. <laughs> yeah. Um, and look, it would be one thing if like it looked like some onlooker just caught this and it was not supposed to be put out and like he was trying to be incognito about it, but it looks like he put this video out himself. He looked like man. he's single. Yeah, number one, he had the fucking three hat on. So he wanted niggas to know it was Chance the Rapper out there, okay? <laughs> it's not like he went incognito with a hoodie on or some shit. He was out there in full Chance the Rapper dress. <laughs> and he had the camera focused on him and yeah. what he was doing. I don't know who took the video, but it looked like he wanted that video out, man. Yeah, that so, now that I think about it, it looked like a divorce party. You ever seen the divorce key, party? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it looked like I'm single again. I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm back out outside. I'm back outside, yeah. y'all. <laughs> so, nah, man. It's uh, I think it's a message. I think he's saying his marriage is probably over now. Yeah. Um, and, I don't know why. I don't know what happened, but yeah. and, and to add her tweet into it, that yeah. that quote. That's all you need to say because I thought she because I I seen that she I guess made a comment on it. Mm -hmm. I, I'm not sure if that was the comment. But um, yeah, it, it'd be one thing if she commented and said, "Hey guys, look, we we're good. Mm -hmm. Like I know about I know about the video. I I took the video, or you know, whatever the case may be. If she sh shot that down, then okay, it's nothing to see there. That's their relationship. They get you know, everybody got different boundaries and and lines they can they can can and can't cross. But that that sound like a shot, man. That <laughs> sound like hey." Some of these people still little boys out here. <laughs> so, I don't know, man. <laughs> yeah, and I'm looking through his timeline. I don't see him making any comments about it, man. He usually comments about everything involving him. Yeah. So, so the, the fact that he didn't say anything about it, he yeah. didn't say, y'all mind your own business, it's just us being, or whatever. He's doing a 10-year anniversary of Acid Rap Tour, by the way, right now, it looks like. So, oh, okay. I was that was about to be my next question because I felt like I haven't really heard from him as much. I, I figured, Thank goodness, yeah. I I figured maybe he was just living a married life, you know, just kind of chilling a little bit. But seeing the video, it seemed like he, you know, he. I want to use this word, but it seemed like he free, mm -hmm. and you know, he back outside. He about to get back to it, and you know, he. You know, like you said, the video looked really produced. Like he mm -hmm. was, he, he wanted to be shown. It wasn't like a secret video from a mile away and somebody zoomed in. And is that Chance the Rapper? It seemed like he was back outside and he wanted to know, let everybody know he back outside. Yeah. So now with this, plus the fact that he's doing a 10 year anniversary show for Acid Rap, which was a different chance from what we see now. Yeah. Maybe this is his way of telling everybody, like, hey, I'm back on my bullshit. Yeah. The Christian rapper gimmick is gone. I'm rapping about drugs and I'm dancing on hoes. You oh, know, man. he turned maybe, into maybe, Chloe maybe, Bailey, man. He might be, man. He might be <laughs> in his he he might be reversing course on his uh <laughs> on his whole his old image, man. Because mm. I think look, that plus this concert, which like I said, was a different chance from what we got from that last album. So maybe he's letting us know he's back on it. Uh, but yeah, man, that's all I have to say about it. Like, it looked to me like they were having some issues probably. 
Yeah. Um, I'm just getting sick of people acting like this type of dancing is no big deal, man. Okay. I don't it's give a, a huge fuck. deal, what? man. Dog. <laughs> I don't give a fuck if you if you and your girl cool with it, that's fine. If you and your culture and your people think it's no big deal for a nigga to grind his dick up on a girl's ass, if it's your girl or whoever, fine. But don't act like that's some shit. We're weird for thinking it's crazy, man. Okay? Yeah. <laughs> don't act like we're being sensitive when we see that type of dancing and it's like, nah, they're basically fucking with their clothes on, man. <laughs> don't act like we're being the sensitive ones by thinking that shit is fucking wild to do as a married dude or a married woman or whatever, man. If yeah, you don't yeah, get sure. like dude that, in a relationship, man. <laughs> yes. That, that's sketchy, man. That's it. Like and like to me because wherever he was at, clearly a lot of people that's maybe on a bachelor party or something like that go there to have that type of fun. Mm-hmm. Like, I wouldn't go over there. Like, I mean, I would go over there to, for the vacation, but I wouldn't even do that, man. <laughs> and I'm pretty loose. I'm not like, I'm not. I'm not Russell Wilson, <laughs> but. I wouldn't even do that just out of respect. Even if I got permission to do that, I would just be like, nah, that's a little too much. Like, I understand, yeah, I understand, you know, and this is even weirder. I understand if you in a strip club with your woman mm-hmm. and she'd be like, get my man a lap dance or something like that. And y'all kind of have, have a little fun. I, and even in a lap dance, it's not like you getting up and like fucking grinding and yes, pumping her from the yes, back. Yes, you pretty it's much just her on you your pre- lap. Yeah, you pretty much relax. You know, you don't got your hands on her, and she kind of having fun with you. Yeah. So it's like a little tease. Yeah. So, so like I I get that, but Chance the Rapper was humping this girl, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like I don't see how anybody Taking could the ass get away. And everything. Yes, I I don't see how anybody could get away with that. <laughs> Nah, it's just these these West Indies, Caribbean, Jamaican people just get on my nerves that bullshit. Acting like we're crazy for thinking this dancing is fucking wild, man. <laughs> like, get out of here with that bullshit. That dancing always been wild, man. Like. Even for, as a single man, that dancing always been wild. Like, it, like that's not... no. I've never been in the club trying to do that to a girl. Not to that extent, man. And they go crazy. Like, they yes, fucking jumping un- off shit to you know, jump on some girl and shit it's like that. It's uncomfortable, man. picking the girl up and just humping her. Like, that ain't dancing, man. <laughs> what the fuck is that, dog? You fucking with your clothes on, man. That ain't no dance move, nigga. Yeah. That ain't the fucking... <laughs> that ain't the wop. That ain't... <laughs> that ain't the cabbage passion. That ain't the tootsie roll. Yeah. That's some other shit, man. So, yeah, that shit kills me when they just act like, oh, y'all is making a big deal. It's just a wine. It's just a wine. Stop being so sensitive. It's, it's, a, it's, the, wine, it's the wine with somebody that's uh, that's very cut clean yeah. and somebody that's, uh, you know, married. <laughs> so, yes, yeah. that's a little different than a single man out there doing that shit. <laughs> yeah. I, I guess in their culture, everybody does it, no matter your state and your relationship status, which is fine. Get yeah. however you want to do it, do yeah. it. But don't like I go crazy for mm-hmm. thinking that looks crazy for us. Yeah. I mean, get down however you want to get down, man. But <laughs> I'm just saying your freaky ass standards for dancing don't apply worldwide, okay? Yeah. <laughs> Fucking Jamaicans, man. <laughs> crazy, man. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was reading these debates, man. I'm like, there's no way y'all can't see this as just fucking, man. 
Yeah. Y'all, y'all can't call this just dancing, man. Y'all drive me crazy with that shit. <laughs> but anyway, yeah. um, other random ass headlines that happened this past week. You know, Prize of the Fugees was on trial for like some wild government corruption shit. I did not. I did not know this, man. Apparently, Uh-oh. he has been found guilty in a scheme to help China influence the U.S. government. Dude, when I seen this article, my mouth hit the floor. I'm like, what? Because I uh, so uh, Brandon Scott, shout out to Brandon Scott from Sports Radio Since Then, and friend of the show. He sent me this article. He was like, yeah, I heard about it a couple months ago or whenever it was. And I'm reading through the article, and I'm just like, what? Like, <laughs> like that seemed like a fucking movie. I'm like, how did he even get in, involved in this? Like, Dog, did you see Leonardo DiCaprio had to testify yes. in this nigga's trial? <laughs> it's prize. The lamest, weakest dude out the Fugees yes. somehow had Leonardo DiCaprio testifying <laughs> at his trial <laughs> like and you did you see all the people that was, i think kim kardashian was involved somehow yeah i'm just like what like like this is i'm like damn this is crazy <laughs> that is wild man so let me read some of this headline man the rapper prize michelle was found guilty in federal court in washington on wednesday of 10 criminal counts related to an international conspiracy reaching the highest levels of the u.s government <laughs> Uh, he faced multiple counts over the failed conspiracy to help Malaysian businessman Joe Lowe and the Chinese government gain access to U.S. officials, including former presidents Barack Obama and Donald Trump. He was found guilty of conspiracy to defraud the U.S., witness tampering, and acting as an unregistered agent of a foreign government. He faces up to 20 years in prison. No sentencing date was set. So I, I I don't know what to say. It's just the most random, wildest hip hop headline maybe ever. Yeah. Prize of all rappers, prize. Yeah, it's like a Chinese agent trying to <laughs> yeah trying to fuck up the United States. I was yeah. So I was reading some of this article, and I think I forgot the name of the podcast, but it's actually a podcast episode about this, and they were talking about how. I guess he was so involved to the point where he would get a call and had to go to this hotel and they would make him spin the block like three or four times to make sure nobody's trailing him. And then he'll go in and ask for a certain name and they'll give him the room number. They go in the room and there's like some high level Chinese officials in there. And I think they. I think it was. It was a lot going on, man. I'm like, what the fuck? I'm like, is this? I'm like, you sure is this the guy from the Fugees? <laughs> I'm like, you sure? I'm like, man, maybe you this ain't him. Superstar prize, really? Yeah. So I guess it was a situation where I guess some. Um, I don't know some Americans or some uh, some people was being held hostage or something like that, and they asked for his advice. So the the high level guy was like, you know, what should I do? Because I guess I don't know if they was holding a, a pregnant lady hostage or something like that over in Malaysia. It was something crazy. And he was pretty much like, hey, I don't want to get involved with that, but if it was me, I would let them go. <laughs> and the guy ended up listening to him and letting the pregnant lady and somebody else go. I'm like, what? I'm like, I, I'm like, I'm. 
I'm like, how did he even get involved in this? Like, if I wanted to get involved in this, I don't even know where to go. But I'm like, damn, how did he get... Like, it it was wild, man. I couldn't believe it. If you try to find the podcast... I'll try to find a podcast and maybe post it, but it was really crazy. I'm, I couldn't believe it. Yeah, <laughs> like, this insane, is a, this is a high-level informant. Like, I know we always talk about Takashi 6 9 Gunner, and all that stuff, but mm-hmm. this is some high-level... Uh, informant type shit. I I I never seen this before, man. Especially him being a rapper. Mm-hmm. This was crazy. Yeah, uh, it says the the Malaysian businessman paid prize twenty million dollars in twenty twelve to get a picture of himself with Obama, and apparently prize funneled over eight hundred thousand dollars of that money to Obama's campaign. Through some straw donors, so yeah, so pretty much money, insane, money laundry kind of, yeah. Because people like that can't donate to nobody. Uh, thought it was weird that Prize was donating eight hundred thousand dollars towards Obama's campaign. Nigga, <laughs> 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 like, I know you ain't get that much residuals from fucking the score. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. You know, I put out an album in thirty years, man. Yeah, so yeah, so, it, it it show you how this whole everything is so corrupted, man. Because you got somebody from another country, you know, because he can't just give uh you know donate all that money to a political party in another country. So they using him as the uh as the horse or as the as the drug, I guess the drug mule, and they giving him some to give to Obama, pretty much. So I'm just like, damn, like, that's, I don't know, that's crazy. It really is, man. You know what this means, right? What? They can now make a movie about prize. Damn. <laughs> so no Lauren Hill. It would be Hill. a good movie at this point. Yeah, this no Lauren Hill, no Wycliffe. <laughs> they can make a movie about prize. <laughs> of all the first movie member to make a, get a movie made about them could be prize. Man, I will watch it, insane, man. man. Yeah, nah, this shit sounds insane, man. It, I want to see it in movie. It don't even sound real. I, I didn't even think stuff like this really happened, man. Mm-hmm. Because you, this sound like some fucking John Wick type shit, man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is crazy. <laughs> a rapper, man. <laughs> that is yeah, crazy. this is wild, man. I'm sure it's gonna be like a Netflix show or something. A little yeah. series on prize. Yeah, hurry up, insane, and man. Yeah, <laughs> I, I will definitely sit down and watch that. Yeah, count this on headlines. I thought I would never read ever in a million years. Yeah, <laughs> fucking foreign agent prize. Um, other things that we might have missed. Um, oh, you see this Phil Jackson quote? Look, yeah. man, can we give can we give Scottie Pippen some props now? Because I feel like he What'd tried he to air out Phil Jackson. He said Phil Jackson was racist, and everybody thought he was crazy and bitter. Oh, really? Oh, okay. Yeah, this is like a few years back. Um, but now you got uh, Phil Jackson says he hasn't watched the NBA since the bubble. <laughs> and he said they have slogans on the floor in the baseline. It was trying to bring a certain audience to the game, and they didn't know it was turning other people off. People want to see sports as non-political. So very, very old white guy response to yeah. Black Lives old, Matter. Old shit, white man, man on the porch. <laughs> yeah. Um, I just want to say to everybody who was fooled by his fucking Zen master bullshit, like he was some kind of progressive dude just because he worked with Kobe and fucking Jordan. Who gives a shit, man? Yeah, who's Nobody's right? exempt from fucking having racist thoughts or prejudiced yeah. thoughts. So 
fucking man. Yeah. Yeah, I, no, I agree. I agree. Now, I, I came front, man. I feel like he, he like, I do think he's low-key racist. But I do think he, he kind of got, to me, I feel like he kind of got a point because I do feel like the NBA went overboard in the bubble. Oh, yeah. With that. But not for his reason. I think, mm-hmm. to me, I feel like, I guess I'm, I'm weird with it because I feel like if people forcing you to do all of this stuff, it defeat the purpose. Like, do you really care or are you just doing this because these players going to sit out and you ain't going to have no product to put out there? So, uh, like, my reasoning is a little different from his, but his reasoning is just like any other white, old white man who feel like, they, why you got to bring race into everything? And, People that's always saying that type of stuff. So, yeah, nah, I, I'm not rocking with Phil Jackson, man. <laughs> yeah. I still think the players, look, man, I understand there is money involved and whatever, and people were bored and wanted something to watch, but I think the players shouldn't have came back for the bubble. Yeah. At least when that Jacob Blake shit happened and teams were canceling games, they should have just said, fuck it. We're going yeah. home. Mm-hmm. But instead they said, hey, go vote. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> it's like we're gonna set up voting stations in NBA stadiums now. Like, okay, man, this really changed anything. Yeah. Like, I still think they should have just stood on their ground and left the bubble. But um, whatever. It, I, it, I think you have yeah. a point where they just did a lot of that just to make the players feel better they, about playing yeah. basketball during no, that the, time. No players. No players got the own. I mean, the players got the owners and the commissioner over a barrel, man. Yeah. And ain't nothing they could do. Like, look at the NFL. The NFL, it was, there's no way in the hell the NFL pl- players would do that. Mm-hmm. They would not <laughs> sit there and say, hey, guys, let's band together and not play. Mm-hmm. They ain't doing that, man. They'd do a little kneeling. But uh, some of them ain't even doing that. <laughs> so I just, think, I just think the players got the NBA over a barrel, man, where they mm-hmm. could do whatever they want and they can't say no. They can't stand strong and say, nah, you know, you guys got to play. They they can't do it. Yeah. And look, I saw, I just saw uh, some somebody updated on the cop that fired the shot that killed Breonna Taylor. Apparently, he's working at some other fucking police statements, police station. Yeah. Like five miles away or some <laughs> shit. And it's like, okay, what do we really change here, man? What yeah. did all those months of justice for Breonna Taylor, what did that do? Yeah. Uh, well, well, did anything change in America after all the slogans, after all the commercials, after all the people changing their Twitter avatar for a month? Like, what did all this fucking grandstanding do, man? It looked like the same old shit to me. Yeah. But whatever. Yeah. All he did, all that dude did was get low for a little bit. They snuck him in another job and he just kept it going. Yep. So. Yep. Oh no! Hey, I just, yeah, at least the Lakers won a championship, so hey, there you go. They got the bubble championship. <laughs> oh, Mickey Mouse ass. <laughs> Dog, I don't know why Look Mickey makes me laugh. Every time I see Look Mickey, that's like the dumbest nickname, but it makes me laugh every time I see it. <laughs> Look Mickey Fraud Championship. That shit just makes me laugh, man. But yeah. uh, yeah. So there's there's your Phil Jackson update. If you were wondering what happened to him. Yeah, he tired of um, all these posses coming in, man. Yeah. <laughs> Remember that shit? LeBron that and his hilarious. posse. <laughs> LeBron and his posse. Yeah, man. 
That was hilarious. <laughs> do you feel like Do you feel like his legacy kind of went to shit a little bit? Because yes. he yeah, because you know you can't take away from the Bulls championships, obviously the Lakers, but it seemed like once he became like went to New York to be the GM, it just seemed like it just went yeah. to shit, man. <laughs> like I don't even look at them the same, man. Like I was even before when you mentioned him. I was about to shit on his coaching. I was about to be like, man, like, who's running that damn triangle offense right now? Like, ain't nobody running that shit. <laughs> and that wasn't his offense, man. Yeah. That was Tex Winter's offense that he just <laughs> was the coach of, but it wasn't his offensive plan, man. Yeah. He got credit. He just had a great staff around him, and he had the best players ever <laughs> yes. playing with him. Yes. So, of course, he got championships, man. <laughs> but I think history will look back at him as, like, the luckiest coach of all time. Yeah. I don't think he, they're gonna, he's going to be the best unanimously. He's just yeah. the luckiest. He yeah. had Jordan in his prime. He had Kobe and Shaq in their primes. And he got championships off of them. But once they left their primes, he couldn't do shit after that. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> now, triangle offense is dead now. So. Yeah, like when the last time you heard the <laughs> last time I heard the triangle offense was when he went to New York. Remember yeah. he went to New York to be the GM <laughs> yeah. or some shit, and had fucking Derek Fisher trying to do the triangle offense. Yeah, and that shit was ass. Those terrible Nick teams. Yeah, I remember. Yeah, you had fucking um, uh, uh, the Dallas Mavericks or uh, no the Phoenix Sun just and that Mike D'Antoni offense just killing mm-hmm. them. Like ain't nobody trying to do that shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Like I said, I wasn't even his offensive strategy or idea. He was just giving credit for his Zen tactics of getting Jordan to buy into it. It's yeah. like, nigga, what the fuck ever, man? Nobody <laughs> give you credit for that bullshit. Um, so anyway, that's enough of Fra Phil Jackson. Yeah. Um, anything else happened this week, man? I think that might be about it. Um, yeah, I think that's oh it. yeah, the the Warrior the Kings did lose to the the Kings beat the Warriors. Okay, so they're so going game to a seven. game seven. Okay, in Sacramento. Man. So, yeah, we'll see how that pans out. Who, who you think um, gonna win the championship? Man, I don't know. <laughs> I like honestly, I have no idea. Yeah, it, nobody right now, will surprise me at this point. Yeah, it looked like the Suns might might <laughs> win. Man, they the only the, team the, that the looked Suns? dominant. Yeah, but who did they play they, though? They played the Clippers. So yeah, man, it's like. We got to see them get challenged, but uh, I got to see the playoff bracket. Yeah. But right now, I don't know. Okay. Like, no more Milwaukee. The remaining teams, I'll be – only thing that would surprise me if they won would be New York or Miami. And that's really it, man. Nobody mm. else – would you be surprised if the Lakers won a championship? Not really. Nah. Would you be surprised if Denver? Nah. Phoenix? Nah. Philadelphia, nah, they got superstars. Yeah. Miami, Jimmy Butler playing out his mind, so nah. Yeah. I'd be surprised if any of these teams won. New York, I'd be surprised they won. Yeah, me but too. Anybody else? It's wide open, man. Yeah, I don't know. Honestly, man, I wouldn't be surprised if uh, Miami gets to the finals, man. For yeah. some reason, like at first, look, I don't, I was a hard credit on uh, Eric Spoelstra at one point because I'm like, mm-hmm. man, this motherfucker got LeBron, D Wade, Chris Bosh. And they giving them all this credit, but this dude stayed there. He, I think he went to the finals like what twice after that. Yeah, uh, something crazy. I think might have been once. I can't remember, but I'm like, man, I can see him getting them to the finals again, man. 
low, low key, have we not been giving these old LeBron coaches enough credit? Because look at Mike Brown, who's now the coach of the year. Turn yeah. the Kings around. Yeah. Now they're giving the Warriors a fight for their life. Yeah. And then you got Eric Spolstra, yeah. who is leading the Heat on a miracle run, too. Like, oh, oh, maybe God. we yeah. haven't been giving these coaches enough credit. We all gave LeBron all the credit. We said he was coaching the team. Maybe he had some of the greatest coaches of all time under him. Yeah. And that's why he was so successful in the East. It, it, I mean, it could be. Because, shoot, I think the work – one of the worst coaches he had was probably that David Black dude. And he yeah. only had him for a year. And uh, they got rid of him right after that, which was wild. But, uh, yeah, he had Teron Lou, who was in a – you know, who was uh, – oh, well, he got put out now he with the Clippers. But, mm-hmm. yeah, man, I, I wouldn't – look, man, I wouldn't sit – I mean, he ain't have a Phil Jackson – or, yeah, but I, I wouldn't say that uh, his coaches were scrubs. Nah, but. man, I, I don't think you're getting enough credit, man, because I think everybody just assumed that LeBron was doing the plays, he was coaching the team, and they were just. I, I know Mike Brown got it the worst, man. I remember yeah. people had memes of Mike Brown; they were making fun of him, saying yeah. he's not coaching shit. Now look at him, man. Yeah, I ain't gonna lie. The best I, coach in the NBA. Yeah, I wasn't a fan of Mike Brown after a while, man, because I because they ended up firing him. The same year when LeBron left, mm-hmm. and then they they hired him right back, just to fire him again. I'm like, what the <laughs> f- is they doing? And um, yeah, then I think he got the job with the Lakers at one point. Got fired from there. I'm like, man, what? Like, like, why does they keep hiring this guy? But no, nah, I got to give him credit, man. Like he he doing this thing right now. He he no, doing this sure, thing. Man. Yeah, he might. Yeah, because he was remember he went to Golden State. He was assistant with them. Mm-hmm. So yeah, he doing this thing. He, he and by the way, won Coach of the Year, the first under uh, anonymous uh, winner in history. Yeah, and look at all the coaches we had in this league, and this was the first time. <laughs> so, nah, man, he doing this thing. Now nah, he is, man. <laughs> I'm telling you, LeBron. LeBron getting too much credit. <laughs> for 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 his success in the East back in the day, man. I think it was his coaching now. Yeah. Okay, mm-hmm. but now we see this. This feeds the Jordan Lebron agenda here. We admit it. <laughs> Phil Jackson is a fraud, and we also admitted that Le- Mike uh, Lebron has some of the greatest coaches in NBA history during yeah. his years of dominance. So yes, Jordan is better. End of discussion. Yeah. <laughs> so who was the best coach Lebron ever had? Is it Eric? Uh, I mean, historically, you might look Bracken. Well, okay. I mean, like right, right now, because I know Mike Brown doing this thing now, but yeah, overall, right now, his best, his best, uh, best coach was probably in Miami. You right? have to say, you have to say Spolstro. Yeah, they I won two I, championships. Yeah. So yeah, and they treated they kind of treated him like shit too, man. Like they remember that old scene when uh, I I forgot what final it might have been the first finals or something I can't remember but remember he like bumped them <laughs> during the timeout yeah. bumped shoulder bumped yeah. them or some shit <laughs> I was just like man they was treating him like shit man and he's still doing this thing yeah man it was I mean to be fair Eric Spolstra came on when he was mad young 
like he replaced he was, Pat he came Riley. out the video room, man. It was like yeah. he had no real experience. Yeah. So yeah, of course the players weren't gonna respect him, especially when you have like Dwayne Wade and LeBron James on the yeah. same team. You're yeah. not gonna respect this like 20-year-old fucking coach or whatever he was, man. Yeah. But I mean he's he's proven that he belongs there, honestly. He's yeah. been a great coach ever since then, man. Yeah. So um yeah, I think they I think they were hard on him, but Look, they, they they didn't see the the resume or pedigree where they had to respect him, and I get it. Yeah. But I mean, he he endured that, and he's been great with the Heat so far. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, well, after that, so we'll see, man. But yeah, yeah, I guess we would have to say it was Eric Spolster just off the strength that they won two championships. I mean, you can't say Tyron Lou. Nah, that was just <laughs> so, that was just one. Yeah. <laughs> so I guess you would have to say him, but. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> um. Anything else happened? Anything else going on? I'm scrolling the timeline to get your winner. Yeah. What's trending right now? <laughs> yeah. Let's see. Um. Wait. Who is Tank Dell? The Houston's got Tank Dell. Oh shit. That's a big. Deal. I think that's I somebody. From, that. That's somebody from U of H. Yeah. I think. Yeah. A receiver. Yep. Damn. He's a pick 69. Hey. Yeah. <laughs> Thank Dell. New wide receiver for the Houston Texans. Nice. Yeah. We need to update. We need to update. See who uh who all do the uh Houston Texans got. They've been doing their thing, man. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> it's been a good look, man. Everybody, remember all y'all wanted Nick Casario gone. Mm-hmm. Remember all y'all was hating on the man. Where's where's that talk now? I want to see what Texas Twitter thinks about Nick Casario after this draft, man. Yeah, I mean, it looks like a good draft on paper to me. So yeah, we'll no, see. No. It's getting the knees, everybody was talking about the offense. We need the offensive line. They got a new center. So I mean, we'll see. But um, I don't know, man. It's it's looking positive. I like the picks. Uh, hopefully they pan out, but we'll see. Yeah, I'm trying to uh, see who all they got. But yeah, man, they they doing their thing, man. I can't even be mad at it. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, Tankdale from U of H. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm watching uh, John Harris's reaction to the Tankdale. Oh pick. yeah, I, I just roll right past it. <laughs> Let me see what it sounds like. Hold on, <laughs> uh, that's hilarious. He had to take a minute. Wow, he's really happy. The 60. That's why I love John Harris, man. Only John Harris would be excited about the 69th pick. And <laughs> yeah. the draft. Yeah. <laughs> All right. This shit, man. Has the information on the Texans pick. Texans moving up here early in the third round to draft Tank Dell. Oh! Tank Dell. <laughs> yes! You are, are you kidding me? This is awesome. This is incredible. <laughs> this, oh, oh my. <laughs> this. <laughs> I, so. We a lot of people in Houston know Tank Dell. They've seen yep. him play with the Cougars. Very first game in 2021. There you game go, telling story. See, immediately <laughs> knows like the game that was great. Yes. Stand next to Dana, and the Cougars are working out near the end zone. And I swear to God, this elementary kid-sized receiver walks by, and Dana hits me and goes, "That's the most electric player I've ever coached, John." Has the information <laughs> on the Texans pick. <laughs> <Texas. laughs> That's hilarious. Yeah. Hey, man. Um, I'm excited. A Houston boy standing in Houston. I like it. 
Yeah, I like man. Dick. So, yeah, man. Hey, man. All you Nick Asario haters, where you at now? Where y'all at? <laughs> mm-hmm. I want to hear the I want to hear the takes now. Y'all still want them fired? Y'all still want them to leave and go back to the Patriots? Hmm? Mm-hmm. Yeah, look like they're doing a good job to me, man. But we'll see. Like I said, yep. we don't know until it hit the field. But yeah, so right now the the draft's still going on. It continue um, on Saturday. But C.J. Stroud, Will Anderson Jr., Juice uh, Scruggs, mm-hmm. uh, center out of Penn State, and Tank Dell. <laughs> man, they're having a good time I mean, with look, this draft, man. I'm I'm excited, man. <laughs> me too, man. Can't wait for training camp. Can't wait to see the results. Can't wait to, I don't know, just feel like a fresh start, man. I feel it like do, man. these last three years just haven't even happened. Just wipe them off the board, man. Yeah. For a new season and and new Texans. Wipe away all, all of all the Sean Watson bullshit is over with, man. We move forward. And I'm just excited to see what the team is going to be going forward, man. And Danico Ryan's coaching. So. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah, um... man. Yeah, I'm I'm super pumped, man. Even even years ago, man, it seemed like whenever it comes to the draft, it's always like, oh, let's get this person, let's get that person, and then we end up getting Kahali Waring or mm-hmm. somebody we never fucking heard of. But it seemed like we getting all the people that's that we should get that's there. So I look, I'm 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 happy about it, man. I think it's a good vibe in the city. And it's it, man, leading up to the draft was driving me nuts. Because all this stuff, oh, what they should do, they should trade back. They should do this, they should do that. And, you know, it seemed like we actually getting players and people kind of walking their word back a little bit. Now, because at first it was like a, no, we shouldn't draft a quarterback. Uh-uh, no, don't draft a quarterback. Now we draft a quarterback. Yeah, man, this is good for the city, man. I think this was the right decision. So I, I think it's good, man. I think it's good. I think it's going to bring everybody out. People people going to be super excited. Now we got a couple options of jerseys we could buy. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> I, I'm, I'm pumped, man. Me too, man. Me too. <laughs> excited for the next season of, of the Texans. It's a new Texans football coming up. New, Just new generation period, man. I like the picks, so we'll see where they go going forward. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah, update. Um, remember you said you wanted the uh the you said the Bucks coach should be fired. Yeah. And they should get a new coach. Remember what I said about mental health? Yeah. There might be something in play here, man. I just saw an update. Apparently, the Bucks head coach Mike Budenholzer's brother died mm. during the playoff series between the them and the Heat. Damn. In a car accident. Oh man. So very unfortunate. Damn. Um, very per- unfortunate and sad. But uh, yeah, maybe that that gets that gets me another year. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, People the, bu- are like, the hey, bus is probably like, damn, shit. we can't even fire him now. Right? Exactly, man. <laughs> like, I feel like that's gonna be the storyline. Yeah. How you gonna fire? How you gonna fire somebody after their brother died? You you can't fire him now, man. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, you gonna be looking like Stephen A. Smith. <laughs> yep. Yep. Got to apologize. Yeah. So yeah, man. But, I think uh, he should be forced to retire. <laughs> <laughs> Did you see that video? <laughs> I didn't see the original video. I just saw the apology because I was watching oh, first okay. take in the hotel that day. <laughs> and he was like, uh, I just want to apologize for what I said about Kawhi because I know he's been through a lot of things. Yeah, here, here we go. I ain't gonna play the whole thing, but I'm gonna just play some of it. Steve Ballmer and the Los Angeles Clippers should force Kawhi Leonard to retire. 
I'm done. He needs to go home. Okay? So, I'm not in any way questioning the legitimacy of Kawhi Leonard's injury. A matter of fact, I'm fully embracing it. I've heard very, very alarming stories about his health. You see people talking about he's walking around all limping all the time. He is not a healthy individual. I'm not questioning his heart. I'm not questioning his courage. I'm not questioning any of that. The man's a two-time champion. He's a two-time MVP. I said it the other day, and I said it, and I regretted it only because we heard about some stuff that happened with his family, and I didn't know that was in the news and stuff like that. I don't wish that enough. God bless you and your family, and I hope everything ends up well for everybody. But he is the absolute worst superstar you could possibly have on your team. <laughs> He's barely ever there. And on top of it all, he does nothing to market or promote your franchise. Absolutely, positively nothing. Got 42 million this year. Him and Paul George are making identical dollars to the penny. 42 million in change this year, 45 million in change next year, and then a player option at 48 million. He couldn't go last year at all. Okay? Couldn't go this year when it counted. In the past, he couldn't go when right, it counted. Right after telling him both with me for more than 60. Well, yeah. I mean, I, I, you can't afford to play a retire. I know. Like, I know. That's, that's going to work. It, it's just funny. It's just funny coming from him. Yeah, he, he the only person that can say something like that. Like a regular reporter can't. Like we can't get on the like we can't get on the air and say they should force him to retire. Yeah. <laughs> only Stephen A can do something like that. Yeah, nah, Stephen A is wild, man. He, he, I I watch his podcast sometimes too. He just be going off the cuff. You, on you the see him going in man. on the Houston Texans randomly? Uh, this, like recently? Nah, this was right before um, Lamar Jackson got paid. But they threw the question out there: um, what, what, uh, what should Baltimore? Who should get Lamar Jackson or some shit? And they said the Houston Texans should trade for him, pretty much. Mm-hmm. And he just went in like, I don't want him going to the Houston Texans. And like they had three black head, two black head coaches fired. They fired Lovey Smith. They fired. They fired David Cutler. He just started going in on them. I'm like, damn, what the f-? <laughs> He said... Yeah, because, he- I mean, <laughs> look, nobody in national media knows anything about the Texans other than the controversy. Yeah. Okay? So I'm sure that's the only... Th- like, look, Stephen A has to comment on every single thing in sports. You really think he knows what's going on in Houston with the Texans? The yeah. only thing he knows is the headline that they fired three blackhead coaches recently. Yeah, but, so that's what he's sticking with. But the, I don't want him to go but the thing is, black coaches. but the thing is, it wasn't even the question though. The question was, <laughs> you know, should Lamar Jackson get traded to the, you know, the the uh, the Texans? The Texans. The, the problem is he, he didn't even address that. <laughs> he couldn't answer the question because he don't even know who the players on the Houston Texans are. Yeah, I bet you he cannot name two players on the Texans right now. <laughs> So he, the fact that he couldn't answer the question, he had to go to, I don't like them because they fire black coaches. Because yeah. he couldn't answer the question because he couldn't say why it would be good or bad for the Texans because he don't know who play here. Yeah. But that is what it is, man. It's Yeah. That's when you have one person comment on every single thing in sports ever. Yeah. Like it, nobody has that much space in their brain to comment on the NBA, MLB, NFL, UFC, boxing. Like, nobody has enough knowledge to know everything about all these sports, man. Yeah. 
No, I uh no, I agree. But <laughs> yeah, I thought it was funny because like, you know, around here the vibes are kind of good. Mm-hmm. Like ain't nobody thinking about, oh, the Texas is a racist working. Ain't nobody around here saying that or believe that. Mm-hmm. But um he just came out of nowhere just going in. I'm like, damn. <laughs> to the point. That's hilarious. Yeah, I'm like, ain't even no, because I was listening to it as I was doing the show. And I'm like, ain't even no point of bringing this up, man. Like, what's the, what's the purpose? Like, come on, man. Like, this is low-hanging fruit at this point. Yeah. Like, dog, we didn't pass that. Like, they hired D'Amico Ryans, man. <laughs> and he was just like, I'm happy for D'Amico Ryans, but they better not do him wrong and all this other stuff. It's like, man, come on, man. <laughs> yeah, that's like the one thing he's melting on, man. He don't care about the Colin Kaepernick protests. He don't care about anything else. But he cares about black head coaches being fired. Yeah. So it's like, okay, man. Whatever. Yeah. Um, so yeah, man. I think that might about do it. I think we've reviewed enough of the Houston Texans drafts so far. Yeah, we over we here like John it. Harris and Mark Vandermeer. Right. <laughs> <laughs> this is Texans Radio Part Two <laughs> over here, man. So yeah, we're gonna go ahead and wrap this podcast up, I think. Uh, appreciate yeah. everybody who came through for the podcast. Appreciate you on Facebook, Troy, drunk on YouTube. Uh, yeah, everybody who stopped by, man, we appreciate Ernesto on YouTube as well, Nick on Facebook. Uh, appreciate everybody who stopped by for me and the producer of the year. Remember that, yeah, (laughs) make sure to congratulate Figgy in person if you see him, man. So, uh, fun podcast today. We appreciate all y'all are vibing with us on this uh, lovely, well, rainy ass Friday night. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, we're we going to hit it again next week, man. Same time, same channel, more or less. <laughs> and until next time, y'all. Peace.